chocolate iced ones. I donuts. Yeah. You know what the best donut is? Uh, the one in my mouth. Free donuts. <laughs> that too. Those are the best. Oh my gosh. Mike, <laughs> the one in my mouth. <laughs> That's even better than the free one. Oh, jeez. everybody welcome to another show the last show of 2018 for the rc after hours podcast oh we're gonna have such a good time i think the studio is almost full lots to talk about donuts coffee (laughs) we're all sugared up caffeined up oh man it's gonna be crazy uh so strap in kitties it could be a long show depending on how long our bladders last i don't know but (laughs) we we got a ton of stuff to talk about. Uh, everything we're going to review for 2018, uh, products and uh, emails and whatever pops in our head. I got a hot topic we're going to start off with, and I'm gonna, I'm going to stir the pot, Andre, because I like stirring the pot, Ooh. so that should be kind of interesting. Uh, but welcome, everybody. We should be up live on Facebook. Let me know how that thing's working and, and everything. are in order here. I will get to that. My iPad just decided to shut down. So I, I'm just trying to get that thing back up. How is 2018 up. over already? I don't I know. Like, where does the time go? I used to say everything was five years ago. Now i got to stretch it to 10 years ago. Uh, I know. <laughs> in my mind. All right. Well, joining us in studio, the ever great white hunter, Mike Coolins. Morning, everyone. Sorry, I had to start talking before I introduced myself. And joining us once again, haven't been here for a little while, Chloe Prince is back Welcome. in the studio. Hey, everybody. And we're glad to have you in here for the year in review because you have a lot of airplanes. And she actually flew. And she flies them. Huh? <laughs> exactly. So, and as always up there in the great white north, everybody's favorite Canadian, Andre the Tree Russo, joining us uh, in his studio, Welcome. home studio up there. How are you, Andre? Good morning. I'm alive and kicking for now. So yeah, let's have some fun. Good. Sounds, sounds like some nasty weather up there for you from some of your. Posts. It's cold. It's yeah. cold and windy. Yeah. Um, no. yeah, and icy. So I don't know about flying this afternoon because uh, if I crash, things are going to die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not good. All right. Uh, First thing we're going to start off of before we get into all the review stuff, I think I want to get into the hot topic that uh, happened over the last week or so, and you guys probably know about it. And I want to stir the pot. I'm going to play the devil's advocate a little bit, and hopefully some people uh, joining in here on Facebook Live can get some comments going and, and see some opinions here. So what I want to start off with was the big controversy and 
I want to say almost goof up of the Gatwick Airport shutdown because of the drones. Now, have you guys heard heard of this? You haven't don't know anything I about heard it? of it, and then it's like they countered it. I saw a lot of counter reports later about like it wasn't even a drone. I don't know what's true. What. I want to even read about it at this I'll pl- point. I'll play the part of the uninformed uh, critique. <laughs> well, I saw I saw they originally were saying it was drones, and then I saw these comments saying that it wasn't. It was something about a strike, pilot strike or something. Did you see that? Or? I didn't see that, but uh, I just had it here on my phone. So, like, any time anything bad goes, I just say drone. That's the culprit. Mm. It's well, okay. the gist, <laughs> gist of the story was – they had reports of like 60 some drone sightings up or around the airport. So they ended up that was shutting the reporting. They shut here. the airport. I mean, shut it down. Wow. There was thousands of people <clears throat> stranded, hundreds of flights canceled for like two days. Then they reinstated them and then they turned around and shut it back down again. Did you hear the strike thing? No, later? I did not hear the strike thing oh, at maybe, all. Maybe, I, I don't know what's rumor and what's true. I mean, it's so much fake news now. I who knows? Does but anybody know why? Hopefully, the it wasn't. Out? Hopefully, it wasn't a drone problem. But I don't even honestly know if it was at this point. See, okay, I'm good. Things I saw. I'm gonna I'm gonna read a little bit here as soon as my phone decides to. <laughs> Fred Poe said up. a big nothing sandwich. So, um, was it? Here's this is coming from uh, over at UK News. And they're uh, saying, was it a mess up? Did you see Mike Finley's He said, agreed, Fred. Nothing but crazy. Yes, that was another thing. They they thought they seen some more. And I'll, it's I'll probably in the ahead. article. They seen some more dra- drones later on and found out it was the red beacons from a far crane away cranes. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. So I'm just going to read a little bit. It was a met. Was it messed up? Gatwit Gat- Wit drone cops blasted by government for shambolic probe as police U-turn and admit there was a drone all along. Now, what they did do is I think they were in a panic because they had to find some answers. They had no evidence. They were just going off of reports. They ended up arresting a couple, a husband-wife couple that actually lived right on the end of one of the runways. Now, my thing probably what happened, he was turned in by some neighbors. They put out a $50,000 pound reward over there for any information. And I think the neighbors knew that he was a recreational drone pilot and, and called and go, hey, we got this guy right here at the end of the airport. Now, they went and arrested him, him and his wife, took him down, questioned him, and they ended up getting released. There was n- never any reports of him flying in the area. He had... um alibis that he was at work when all this happened his boss says hey he was with me um he was just a normal recreation recreational drone like flew uh freestyle yeah Yeah. no large commercial drones whatsoever uh so here's this poor guy he's been all he's been all over the news and you know now there hasn't been you know any evidence that anything is found or there has been a drone so my question is, what do you do in this situation? I, I kind of understand a little bit if, you know, ISIS is getting a hold of things or somebody sees a drone, they're worried about something's going to happen. I, I kind of understand. But on the other side, did they panic a little bit? Someone made a good comment, you know, and again, this is my personal opinion. I think a large goose is going to do a lot more damage to an airplane than a drone. I personally don't think a small even a small commercial drone can really bring down an airliner. I really don't think that. My personal opinion. You know, and if if, if there's geese in the area, they don't shut the airport down. You know, I, I think in a way they overreacted just, just a little bit too quick. 
I think they should have investigated a little bit more, kept things rolling right around the holidays. But, you know, if you did do that and something did happen, then what do you do? Mm-hmm. Don't so, they have horns that scare the, the geese off or something? Some have horns and uh, some just, you know, the vehicles will drive around and scare the geese off the runways and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I know a geese problem is when I worked at Sterling Jewelers, they had a pond. They tried throwing those alligators out on the pond. <laughs> the geese would eventually just sit on them. It was pretty comical. <laughs> so then they hired this guy. He came out with his dogs, and they were trying to get what they would always just fly onto the pond. And then he eventually came out with a remote control boat, and it was scared them off the pond. On and then the dog could take take care of them to really fly. And I guess he's had to schedule all his routes at different times because they learned a pattern. So this, they hired this guy with a remote control boat to come out at random times to keep the geese off the pond because the alligators and other things, the techniques they tried never worked. Yeah. But it's just unbelievable how bad these – that was probably, you know, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. It seems like the geese population, I haven't noticed as many in our area lately. I don't mm-hmm. know if hunters have helped control that or if they're migrating differently. But, yeah. But, uh, man, that about eight years ago, they were really bad. They were – they were just like clouds of them. Yeah. So, all right, Fred. So sorry to get off. No, that's all right. There, but people trying different techniques to get rid of geese. Yeah. When you were talking about the airport. Okay, so Fred, let's get into this a little bit. Uh, he Fred says, but why risk it? So, I want you to elaborate a little bit. Now, do you think they did the right thing in shutting the airport down and you know inconvenience, you know these thousands of people, hundreds of flights canceled, um, or you know, do you think they did the right thing, even though there was no reported, you know, actual physical drone found or or seen? They're just kind of basically going off a of hearsay. They did bring in uh, the military defense who has some anti-drone technology, you know, to you know check the area out, look for drones. They never did find anything. So, Fred, what do you think? You really think that they did the right thing? So we'll let him uh, talk on that here a little bit. Let me switch. It's one of those things that you know. What if? Can you really take the chance? Can you? What if they wouldn't have done nothing and it would have been something? Right. Right. You know, nine eleven. I know. I can understand if maybe they actually seen something. You know, or or but a blinking light and just drawing conclusions. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a drone. Yeah, it definitely went overboard. Yeah. Right. And you got to wonder. If they weren't prepared for something like this, you know, all of a sudden, you you know, you get all oh, these calls. Yeah. And they're like, crap, what do we do? You know, how do we handle this? You know, it's never really, you know, happened at this magnitude, I don't think. So you're anywhere. saying that they don't have protocols in place to yeah, handle this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you got the media getting a hold of this, and it's blowing up all over the world, and now they're, they've got to find they're some answers. They're bringing it to the attention yeah, of everyone right, that right. this could happen. And, and some reports said that there possibly couldn't even been a drone w- at all. And if you remember a while back, could have been about a year ago, some pilots said, oh, we spotted a drone on, on landing. And they did some investigating and found out it was a plastic bag flying through the air. You know, like a Walmart bag or something, you know, and they almost potentially shut the airport down for that when they found out it was just a bag. The plane had no, you know, they thought they hit it. No yeah, confirmation no. what they're actually seeing. Right. Um, that bag probably flew pretty good. Well, we also heard stories where people were flying drones and, and like, wasn't it air, like private airplanes were coming in closer and different things like that to see what it was? Do you, do you remember those stories way back when? Yeah, I flying? do remember that. And, and 
Uh, like they were the culprit more so than the yeah, drone pilots. Right. It's like, what are right. they doing? You yeah. Know? So Fred kind of agrees. He said the closure was overkill by far. By far. And, and that's what I think I kind of agree with. I, th- I think they definitely should have done some investigating and looked. But, you know, maybe brought in the anti-drone, you know, stuff from the military, have them at the airport and everything. But I really don't think they should have shut down the whole airport. Andre, what do you think? Right? We haven't really yeah. talked about this too much. <laughs> I, I'm in agreement with you where, where they, they didn't have a measure or, or response. Um, it seems like it was a multiple levels of failure, uh, from, from communicating what was going on mm-hmm. to, it was, it was overreaction in, in a nutshell. I mean, they shut down, they shut down the runway and impacted lots of planes and you sit there and go, well, worst case scenario, this thing has a battery time of 20 minutes, you know, right. like obviously, you know, the, and they, they run their security around. There's gotta be, you know, within a kilometer or two, this pilot has to be, I mean, yes, you're talking about a really large area, but to say, okay, we're shutting down for, for hours mm-hmm. uh, doesn't make sense. It yes. doesn't make sense. I get the risk analysis. I get the, the exposure and everything. But obviously, um, there was, you know, and, and they came out right away and said it wasn't a small drone. You know, yeah. they said it was an industrial sized yes. drone. And we've seen those those little things happen around, even in, here in Canada, where, where people are testing stuff and flying with some pretty large applications and not doing the. Pro- Pardon me, not doing the proper clearance, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you know, but you don't see them near the airport. You see them, you know, you get reports of a couple thousand feet in the air, right? We had this last year, I think, where they reported it, and you know, it was like five thousand feet off the ground. You oh know, my and you're gosh. like, okay, yeah, that's not that's not your DJI. No, you know? that's no. you know that that's that's something a little bit more hefty. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I I think it was an overreaction. Um, you know, and, and then you know, the, it's one thing. I, I when they arrested the couple, um, you know, they do it under national security or public safety, is a, it's a called. Now, where the error was, it's the media. There were some pretty nasty articles published, and you know, those newspapers now are full liable. Uh, you know, so these, these this couple here is going to make a little bit of money out of someone's error, and then of course the police backtracking over the detective saying, "Oh, there probably wasn't even one." So it's just like this comedy of errors. They should have just shut it right down, shut down all communications, say, you know, the airport's closed or or whatever until we're done our investigation and carry on. But you know, think mm-hmm. of, I, I guess I'd then the whole time this is going on, I'm sitting here going, "What's the motive?" You know, there has been no, you know, like if you're going to hold up, if you're going to do this to an airport, what's the rationale? Are you just trying to cause trouble? Are you trying to profit from it somehow through ransom, I guess? Like Mm -hmm. it's just there's so many things going on. And Mike Finley just popped in there saying, yeah, media is the biggest issue. I mean, you know, it's a it's a huge story. And I don't don't blame the media for for being all over. It is a huge story. But we know what happens when the media gets a hold of it. Right. Mm -hmm. It just spins into this nightmare. Right. So, you know, it's um, you got to wonder what's going to happen from a regulation standpoint now that something like this has happened. But again, there is no proof. Right. There is no hard evidence. And they found a couple drown down drones and or quads and stuff around the area. But not related to the shutdown. Yeah, they so, were just small, you know, little, tiny, you know, yeah. uh, inductrix type things. Well, I think it, you know, just yeah, Probably like race quads, race quads. Go, oh, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing. My big. question so. was like you, you said that a goo- 
even the largest quad, like I'm thinking Inspire that I know of, mm-hmm. something like that, mm-hmm. would that be as much damage as a goose? I don't know. I mean, you mentioned that the larger quad, does that have any impact on shutting an airport down being the size of the quad? I the, don't. Or the drone, as we call I it. I don't think personally, no. I would think that a goose. We mentioned before, I, usually when people have that kind of investment on it, they know not to be uh, an well, airport. Well, if a lipo, right? a lipo went know. through a, a, you know, a jet engine. You know, and I don't. Up. <laughs> like, I don't like, think it would even affect it one really? bit. By the time it had the time to explode and stuff, it'd probably be through. Yeah, because <laughs> normally a, a, a normal jet engine is, is supposed to be able to accept like so many large birds to actually go through them. Now really? it takes. Now my understanding was when the U.S. Air flight crashed in the Hudson, they they ingested a lot of birds through the engines and that's I think what actually shut, shut down, it down but like they that. are through testing from what I've just seen on YouTube and stuff that they they are supposed to be able to accept you know so many or or whatever before they uh, break or flame objects, out or yeah, yeah. Oh. um but real quick what I wanted uh to talk about here I got the thing up here's what we know about the chaos, Christmas chaos at Gatwick Elaine Kirk, 54, the model aircraft enthusiast, and Paul Gate, 47, have been released without charge. They were in questioning for over 36 hours. Suix police now say a drone did cause chaos after claiming there have never maybe even seen one. MPs have slammed the police communication as a mess up. Gatwick have has put up a 50,000 or a 50,000 uh, pound reward for find the real culprit. Cops have found a damaged drone close to the airport which is being investigated. More than 1,000 flights were grounded and affected over 14,000 passengers. Wow. The army deployed drone killer tech used in to fight against ISIS to bring down the machines. Thousands of people are set for refunds and compensa- compensation after flights have been canceled or delayed. Government sources told The Sun that a combination of wrong police protocols and poor media management caused the slip-up. Detective Chief Superintendent Jason Tingley sensibly claimed yesterday there was a possibility there may have not even been a drone. But the force put out a correction today and said, We are actively investigating sightings of drone activity at Gatwick Airport following 67 reports from the evening of 19th December through the 21st. From the public passengers, police officers and staff at the airport said, Police Detective Chief Superintendent Jason admitted that there may not have been a drone in the first place. It comes after Gatwick Airport confirmed in a statement today that there have been multiple sightings of the drone that left more than 140,000 passengers stranded last week. In a further embarrassment, cops were scrambling to investigate a new drone sighting after Gatwick chaos, but it turned out to be lights on top of a crane. (laughs) And, you know, here's the thing. You get people that are uneducated and... So does this say that it was at night then, I'm assuming... <laughs> I would lights. say dusk, yeah. night. Yeah. I mean, how would you even visually see a drone if you're seeing this blank blinking beacon off at a distance? And, and the thing is, there are so many uneducated people about drones. All they see is what you know the media puts out there, which ninety percent of the time is bad. You know, so the fear mongering is already instilled. Like, just for an example, my aunt. You know, uh, she was up here in, in the spring, and I was showing her stuff and everything, and. Her attitude from when I first brought it out and she was questioning like, oh, you can spy on your neighbors and this yeah, and that. that and just 
how bad she thought they were, but when she actually seen them and we flew them and I put them, (laughs) I put her under the FPV goggles and flew around, her mind completely changed a hundred percent. She's like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I'm not saying the technology will never get there, but as far as being stealthy and quiet, yeah. You're not going right. to sneak up people again at this point. The, the, the fear, the fear. <laughs> you're hot, tubby. Yeah. Yeah, you're not swimming over pools no, with no, people no. not seeing you. No, no. You no. no, you're not going over the nudie beach rather quietly, you know? <laughs> and if you're up too high, your camera calling right. sucks. So what's yeah. even the point? <laughs> you got this long camera that's <laughs> dialing out. Oh, uh, Anyways, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) so, you know, I can definitely understand that, you know, the people that don't know anything about them or just listening to the media see anything out the window. Oh, my gosh, that's a drone, you know, no matter what it's blowing through the air or. I need to make hot air balloon, you know, helium balloons that look like drones and start selling them and just releasing hundreds of them. Now, don't (laughs) start the problem. That's what we're avoiding here. We're trying to avoid these problems. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, let's see if there's anything else in this article and we'll, we'll move on. But I just thought it was really I was interesting. ridiculousness and this guy had his chair with the three big balloons taking him up. I'm like, what's the plan well, of getting that? There's tons of people releasing balloons into the air. Nobody, you know, oh my regulates God. that. Uh, I could imagine being in a chair getting lifted up by three balloons, which are to sick. You just have your BB gun in oh. your six pack. Oh, that's what it looked like. This, this guy's going up. I'm like, holy crap! This guy should not be going up like this. You could just tell. I was like a redneck type thing. I'm like, oh my god! I gotta gosh. get back to my forklift job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just had. And again, not to get off topic. I don't know if I talked about this in one of our last podcasts, but a guy I work with who's retired. Uh, we got together for breakfast, and he was. Just asked me about drones, and he said, hey, is it illegal? Can it, I got a guy I know who's been flying a drone fairly close around. He goes, can I shoot it? And I said, really? <laughs> Technically, no. But, I mean, his mentality is yeah, if that dr- drone like that. comes anywhere yeah, around him, he's shooting lot, it down. A lot, he's of, put, people, yeah. a lot of landowners think that. And I, I said... I'll change his name. I, you know, I yeah, said, Joe, Mike. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Joe. Joe. Okay. I said, Joe, Joe, like... You know, knowing me, he knows I've been flying drones for a long time. I said, you can, you're not going to see anything. The cameras are so big and broad. Like, if he's 100 feet up and he flies over your house, he ain't going to tell if you got green hair, blue hair. You know what I mean? It, I said, it's, it's not really going to hurt anything. They're not going to bother you uh, unless maybe he crashes into something and damages it. But I said, nine times out of ten, he's not spying on you, you know, or doing anything illegal. I mean, so I was washing my car and I had a Mavic fly over me from our neighborhood. Uh-huh. Like, I didn't think at the time, I'm like, I should at least oh, waved, yeah. you know, like yeah. I know what's going on. A lot of people don't. Yeah. I'm like, man, that was probably two years ago. But right. It's just odd that to see that flying over my yeah. neighborhood and, like and, that. And Fred just made a good point. Like I just said, he said, everybody I take for an FPV ride, I ask them if the image is good enough for spying. Uh, let me pull that back up. And they always say no. And same thing Eventually with the camera technology will oh, be there, but yeah, we're not there no. at this point as far as I no. know. You right. got to be really some, close to, yeah. but you there know, is some, there, there I saw some technology where it is zooming capability. Well, the, the, on the, the new Mavic, yeah, you know, it's got the that, zoom on yeah. it, but still you're not. Yeah. It's not the Terminator's POV. It's like car, building, taking out objects. Processing all the information. <laughs> Terminate. 
So real quick, just to uh, follow up a little bit, we'll move on here. Um, in a further embarrassment, cops were scrambling to invest. Oh, okay. We talked about it. police have been blasted over the appalling investigation and said yesterday they found a damaged machine close to the airport. Now, if they really did, who knows, you know? Uh, and de- Detective Chief Jason said... Uh, there was no available footage, and they were only relying on witness accounts. Asked about speculation if there was never a drone, he said, of course, that's a possibility. We are working with human beings saying that they have seen something. Oh, <laughs> that could be anything. Oh, man. Relying on the public. <laughs> Is there a Bigfoot out yeah. there? I don't know. Oh, sure. His report with the trailer part. Oh, there's a tornado coming through here. I saw it. Uh, his comments left ministers baffled as drones appeared to have been caught on camera and cops even reported device device user flashed lights at them. Okay. They're also working through information related to persons of interest and are investigating more than 67 drone sightings uh, and examining the, the damaged drone. Police have... Okay, we talked about the reward. It comes up after friends of a married couple hit the cops... Hit, hid from the cops over a fence and said the arrest would mentally destroy the two couple that got arrested. That doesn't make sense. It comes after friend. Oh, comes after friends of the married couple hit at cops over the farce and said that the arrest would mentally destroy the two um, that got arrested. John Allard, who runs Double Gazing, Glazing. I can't read today. I need glasses. Claimed that he tried to call cops to clear Paul's name, but officers never phoned him back. Obviously, the police could have handled it better just by asking the who, when, and where. The police handled this absolutely appallingly. They have really... Uh, next page. They really have. John explained how window fitter Paul had been working on Wednesday in Kent and was driving John's injured daughter around on Friday. He said, I know Paul well. He worked for me for 17 years. It's going to hit him like a ton of bricks. Paul is as harmless as a bloody newborn fly he really is he's the most inoffensive bloke you'll ever meet and one thing um i did want to mention in another article is a while ago he did get in a little bit of trouble because he does fly helicopters he was flying helicopters at the end of a cul-de-sac all by himself and the neighbors called on him once again the police showed up but again he wasn't doing anything wrong so Mm. i don't know there you have it uh it, it's crazy. And, and like Michael Rosnick said, you know, if somebody's going to throw out 50,000 pound reward, you're going to, people are going to call, you know, no matter what, like, Hey, <laughs> my neighbor's a drone pilot or I've seen him fly, you know, you're, you're going to get calls and you're going to get tons of people going, Hey, I think I seen a drone. It's going to be a mess. I, I think they need to take the reward away. I don't think that's going to do, do any good, but said and send the police on wild goose chases. So there you have it. All right, since I brought up Bigfoot, I got to show what my buddy Chris oh, yeah. for Christmas here. Since we know Mike is all about Bigfoot. <laughs> well, kind of. It's the same. He got me this shirt here. I don't know if you can see it on the camera. It says, it's Bigfoot on a bike, and it says, believe it, with a squirrel now, on his shirt. Because now we're doing this mountain biking. <laughs> yeah, and then on the front, what does it say? Squat Sprites and Brew. Yep, <clears throat> flip around. Is that good? Yep. Yep. Okay. Just for Mike, I traveled all the way to Bavard, uh, North Carolina, to get that shirt for him. I, I, may, I think it beats my firework blood shirt. Right. So, and then he got me some decals, <clears throat> and then, uh, 
Bigfoot, what is that for? Called the stem. Oh, your stem cap? On the handlebar. Yeah. Which I thought you meant tire stem at first. <laughs> I'm like, why does he need to know my tire stem? But thank you. You're Appreciate welcome. it. Uh, where do we want to start, Andre, with all this 2018 stuff? You know about the Bigfoot story, correct, or not? Huh. Okay, I, I want to just briefly share. Okay, go ahead. I know all our listeners that have been following us have heard mm-hmm. it for... All right, so when was this? 2007, maybe? Somewhere around there. Uh, Josh Bixler, uh, Chad Capper, and myself, I offered to drive to Salt Fork. And we went to Salt Fork, and they had the idea of um, making a Bigfoot scene. And they had this cheapo gorilla suit. <laughs> and so we're down there, and I'm like, I just offered to drive at this point. I'm like, yeah, I'll drive you guys to Salt Fork, whatever. And uh, we get down there, and then we're flying uh, tricopters and some other things. And and Chad, he's the the video guy, or he's like the produ- you know produces, and he's like, well, we need a good pilot. Originally, Josh was going to be in the Bigfoot suit, and Chad was going to fly, but they wanted uh, Josh to fly because he was better pilot at the time. But then. It's like, uh-oh, who's getting the gorilla suit? This guy. <laughs> I had no skills. So who gets to get in the gorilla suit? Me. So I get in the gorilla suit, and I roll around in the mud and the briars for a while, thinking I had to live most of my life in the woods. And then he's like, you know what? After I did all that, and I'm picking briars out of myself, he's like, you know what? I'm going to bl- blur up the video footage anyway. So I'm like, gee, thanks. You could have told me before I was rolling in the mud. So we get this footage. We put it out there. It goes about two years. No, finally, he puts it out randomly on YouTube, just like Salt Fork tricopter footage. Mm-hmm. Well, after two years, someone finally saw me in the in the camera. Random guy sends it to this thinker thunker guy, and he analyzes the death out of it. And they say there's a Bigfoot there. Mm-hmm. Of and course, it, it got and it got about five hundred thousand views at that point. Yeah. And then you told me about a buddy that went to the Salt Fork convention. Yeah, there's they actually hold uh, big, as brief as Bigfoot uh, meetings down at Salt Fork, yeah. and it got brought up and was a big topic convention. down at the convention. And his buddies took the footage down there, and did, they did you told like him, step up and say it was uh, me. Well, I did eventually after about ten thousand podcasts. Yeah, I revealed it on the community cast with Finley's group. Yeah, and they were dying, yeah. and then um. So now it's up to 66 million. I was checking on chills. There's 66 million of views of me and a gorilla suit. <laughs> so even if you tell them it's you at this point, you got the people just reading the comments and stuff. It's just, it went viral and it is so freaking funny. Yeah. And I'm dying reading comments because they're like, obviously it's a gorilla suit or whatever, yeah. but it, the footage is out there and there's 66 million yeah. views of it at this point. So that's the going joke. That's why you see the, the Bigfoot glass, the Bigfoot stuff. I think on Bigfoot needs a royalty. Yeah. Check. Yeah. Like, you needed to be out there eating an ice cream cone. I mean, <laughs> With a fireworks under yeah. your arm. <laughs> so I'll show you the footage later. I don't want to keep the listeners because they, they're all well aware of it. Uh, That's like our inside thing kind of for our listeners. <laughs> so if you don't understand why I have all the Bigfoot stuff, that's why. Because I have my big debut in a gorilla suit. <laughs> and I have the, the actual original gorilla suit is over yeah. here on the floor. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Chad gave it so to me. So people want me to go to flight fest, jump out of the corner, you know, like, <laughs> scared the kids. Uh, but we, like, man, that's we, the shortest Bigfoot I ever saw we, in the woods. Here we go off topic. But we had the I best ideas. I going to get shot the whole time. I'm in the woods. I'm like, there's a road runner going down the road. I'm toast. You know, I'm like hiding every time I hear a car going down the dirt road. I'm like, I'm going to get popped. I got to see the gorilla suit. Oh. Is it like the one in trading places where he's, you know, locked up in the cage? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was that bad of a suit. It, it was worse. Bad. It was worse than that. Oh my God. But we just thought, how cool would it be at Flight Fest? We put uh, Mike in the suit, and yeah, somebody crashes their plane. Be. Bigfoot comes <laughs> running out, grabs their plane, back in the woods again. <laughs> Oh, well. Anyways, anyway. I apologize for the repeat listeners. Bigfoot in the bean field. Yeah. Uh, I thought yep. I would just share, get people up to speed, maybe some new listeners out there. Uh, okay. So on, if you want to see the 11 scariest drone, or 11 scary, what was it? 11 scariest. I don't remember, to be honest. 11 with scariest things caught by a drone. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the one that that's sh- and it's it Chills posted it. Yeah. And that's, the, that's the one that has 66 million views. Yeah. So if you want to check my big debut out, it's the first <laughs> one. If only you got some of that money. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh all right, here we go. Twenty eighteen year in review. Andre, where should we start? We got best overall plane of the year, um, best warbird, best jet, best ultra micro, uh high wing or sport, uh tech radios. I mean we got all kinds of stuff to where do you want to start, Andre? Oh man, I wasn't even while copying down those those categories. So, ooh, do you want my votes or do you want to just well, talk we're, about? We're just gonna. Yeah, you've been quiet most of the. We're gonna time. pick. Get, we'll pick. I'll tell you what. Here's where we're gonna start. We're gonna start with Jet. All right. 2018. All right. Our picks for best Jet of the year. And go ahead, Andre. That's gonna. You're gonna you start have one it for off. That category. Yeah, because you, not, you. You said you didn't have some for certain categories. You. You are the Jet. Master up there with nine hundred no, jets. That, uh, <laughs> my jets so little. I have a lot of jets. You have a lot. You know. Still intimidating, I'm sure. So you start us off. What do you think? Well, it, it, it's funny what makes my what what you know gets a tick in my box as far as you know what I like. And I think is it here? No, it's on the other side, unfortunately. But I, I you know, I've flown. I flew my flex jet, which was amazing and terrifying and everything. Um, but, you know, for people who want to get into flying these jets, some of the stuff is way over. Like, I, we know our, our, our good buddy, our, our B-17 fan, mm-hmm. uh, Adam, he got the E-Flight uh, Viper. And the first yeah. thing I said was, do you have success batteries? You know? <laughs> I said the same thing to him. So, you know, that that's kind of an eye-opener. So it's it's funny because if if these EDFs are going to be that gateway, we need to still the, – the, the quality of product for the 4S and even the 3S needs to be there. And so this year, yeah, we, we were lucky to see a couple. So I guess if I was to say what my, my, my top pick – would probably be that free wing P fifteen Lipish. Oh, uh, wow. in the sense that well, in the sense that it's a very flyable plane compared to the other ones. Like I we we you know, like the the, oh. All the right, F-86. Now, now wait a wait a well, minute what, though. What, wait what didn't didn't that come out at the end of twenty seventeen or am I wrong? Well, I had it in my hands in twenty eighteen. You're telling me it's an invalid? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a 2017 uh, product that came out at the end of the year. I think. I could be wrong. That's a, that's a hand toss, too. Yes. That's a, yeah. But it's an EDF jet. It, it is. But when I think of jets, I'm not thinking of that. You know, that's more of like, a, you know, just put that in the back of the car and toss it and go. All right. All right. All right. right. I want to see some retracks. Then you know? I would have to say, if you're going to look at the one that, that, that made me want to buy a jet this year, mm-hmm. would be, it, again, would be free wing in the L39. Okay. There yeah. we go. Yeah. There we because, go. Because, I mean, yes, I have the other ones. I have the F5. I've got the Yak 130. I've got the Hawk. Mm-hmm. I've got the um, 
uh, and then the flex. But the one jet that I really wanted to get, you know, and the guys kept saying, oh, you know, get the Avanti. And I'm like, the Avanti, if I'm going to fly a jet, I want a military jet. Yes. That's just, you know. Yes. And the Avanti is as good as that product is. Mm-hmm wasn't right so i was waiting on the l39 and it just didn't happen in july so that's why the flex jet is in the fleet mm. now i love the flex jet but that thing is a massive airplane yeah. <laughs> you know right i want something a little smaller uh but it flies really 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 well so yeah uh, L- l39 would would be my vote for the uh um right for, for you know the jet of the year if i was to look at something now now I got to give props to Freewing has been starting to not Freewing sorry FMS is starting to really rev up. They've got a couple of V2s coming out. They're making mm-hmm. some changes, mm-hmm. uh, and then we've seen a couple of nice ones like that F16 from E-Flight is a beautiful looking yeah. bird. Yeah, but 410 Canadian, Ooh, uh, and wow. they've done some tuning, some really nice tuning on that on the receiver. So, yes. but anyhow, my vote is going to be the L39. Right, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that because Andre, I agree. I had the L L. Um, 39 also jet of the year um but like mm-hmm. you said honorable mention was the f-16 uh just from look, watching the the flight videos of that thing and the characteristics and what they were doing for a, a ducted fan jet what yeah. i thought was amazing hand launch yeah and just the just slow the power, flight the wow. alpha they could do yeah right on there yeah yeah it was so really nice that was kind of a a, a tough call for me but I, the and, l-39 and that's, a, that's a success isn't it Yes. 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 Yeah. I think most all the jets now are all, which is funny because five, six years ago, all the jets were all 4S and we we're like, oh my gosh, 4S. Oh my God, 4S. Now right. they're all 6S. I guess you, you have to qualify what your reasoning is for, you know, why that's your number one. Is that, would that be something you recommend as your first jet or somebody that's flown a lot of jets and this is a jet flyer's jet, you know? Mm-hmm. The, the 39? Yeah. Well, I, I like I said the three the thirty nine essentially is a reskinned Avanti, and the Avanti is just as really well handling, well balanced sport jet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was funny because when I ordered the um, the Hawk, if I had had a little bit more funding available, I probably would have went right to the Avanti. But again, like I said, it was it's a great looking jet, but it just didn't sing to me. And so to have something with those with that characteristics and and nice flying sk- handling and everything uh, to answer your question, Chloe, I would say it would be your third, maybe second or third jet. It wouldn't be your first, <laughs> right? Um, first jet, we still think something like the um, uh, the Vampire, you know, which is a 4S from Hobby King, mm-hmm. the Durafly Vampire. You know, it's a nice 4S, well-handling jet, actually. It, it flies well. It's got a good glide slope and everything. Um, it, it always impressed me. Yeah, and I just wanted to touch, you know, obviously, if, if anybody's listening to this and they want to know more about the products we're talking about, just look back in our podcast because we've, we've talked to the developers on just about every product uh, we're going to be talking about. But, again, mm-hmm. just to what Andre was saying, Fantastic uh, sport jet performance in a scale jet package. Now, that's one thing I, like Andre pointed out, I thought was really important. It, it flies phenomenal like a jet trainer, but it looks great. The detail and everything they put in it from the yeah. uh, full coverage nose door, the uh, capable suspension gear for mm-hmm. the grass landings that they, they set it up for, scale wingtip lights, removable tip tanks, Those belly gun pod. On. Yeah. They come on with uh, when you're actually landing. Um, you know, so uh, the, like I said, the grass 
ready shock absorbing oleo struts plastic line canopy to prevent bubbling or gatoring large cabin for easy battery obviously and uh their new multi-function control box so again that was my pick for the jet how about you chloe was that was that on your radar well i actually purchased the l39 mm-hmm. it's still in the box though oh but i i mean i i bought a few jets this year mm-hmm. and um it's Definitely one of my favorite planes. The reason that I purchased it was because I had already, um, I had purchased, I basically got introduced to Motion RC's products uh-huh. this year. Right. And I had bought the, um, the B, uh, seven or the B24, the Liberator, and, uh, I really love their foam quality. So when they came out with the L39, I just couldn't resist. I saw Tired Iron's videos. Uh huh. And I was like, oh, I have to have that. I'm not ready to fly it yet. Uh-huh. I'm definitely not up to that challenge yet because I'm, I'm still a newer pilot. Now, see, I disagree with that. But but I did buy the Viper. Uh-huh. I did buy the Viper. <clears throat> and that one, I like that because it has the safe technology in oh, it. Oh, okay. And it's their, their first one. Yeah. So, you know me, I'm all about that safe. And I actually have, I, I don't need it to fly now, basically, mm-hmm. on regular planes, but... I've not had a lot of good luck with EDFs yet, and mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of people around to train me. So I, I bought the Viper, and uh, that one there is very easy to pilot right. and take off. And it's it does grass landings. Um, it does take a success, and I was happy about that because I had bought a lot of their giant scale planes, and I was left with a lot of success orphans. And it really <laughs> upset me that there wasn't a lot of success releases this year. Mm-hmm. So when the Viper came out, I was like, yes, you know, yeah. plus I had just got their new smart batteries uh-huh. that had come out and I wanted to throw those yep. in there and see how they do. Mm-hmm. So for me, the, my plane pick of the year is the Viper because of simply because that technology was in there mm-hmm. and I'm used to the E-Flight product line. Yeah. Now it doesn't, so basically you're kind of picking that just because of their programming in the AS3X, even though that's yes. kind of an FMS older plane exactly. repurposed. Okay. Exactly. It's okay. not so much the plane design itself. It was a entry level. It was helped me to get through this hump mm-hmm. of going yeah. out to the field with some confidence and yep. not a lot of gotcha. you know, assistance around so mm-hmm. that I've had good luck and taught myself to fly with that technology. So for a newer pilot for me, that was that was key yeah. for me. Okay. Now my question to you is then obviously you you looked at the Viper and then you seen the new F sixteen come out. Was that something you oh, looked yeah. into? I mean, yeah, now that has it too. That yeah. has a safe too. Right. It, it just uh, <laughs> can only hold so many. Right. Yeah. But I I definitely want one. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I definitely when I saw Ali Mashenchi's flying that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, that I was crazy. Like, licking my palms and stuff I want that gotta have it I I guess what I'm asking though what what makes you choose the the Viper over the F-16 that's that's kind of my thing where after looking at the videos and seeing the the way the the F-16 flies and everything why wouldn't you pick that over were they out at the same time? No, the F-16 no. come out a little bit That's later. That's what I'm saying. That's style, about the Viper. Style points. I mean, that thing is awesome. It's yeah. big. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think the video, a lot of the editing and the flying and everything else, showing it off the way they did mm-hmm. in that video, it's really good. Especially in that limited area they were Yeah. Playing. 
small I mean, area. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I thought there's no way I would ever try flying my, fly around there. My, my thing too, though, a little bit with Horizon lately, and they used to do it when they had um, Seth there, who was a world champion pilot. When you get somebody like Allie who could f- probably fly a cardboard box and make it look good, you you <laughs> gotta wonder a little bit is how much is that being a phenomenal pilot? You know, like am I gonna take that F sixteen out and do what yes. he did? Yes, actually, I I got ha- I have a little opportunity coming up with Allie. This is just a little side thing. I'm working on an X Cub mm-hmm. from Hangar Nine, mm-hmm. and I'm going to put it together and I'm taking it up to uh, Champagne. Okay, and Allie is actually going. We're going to film it. He's going to help me maiden it and you know trim the plane out uh-huh. and, and do a field check for me and get me up in the air in this thing. Oh, nice. So. I I did have the chance to um, buddy box with him at RC Fest right. last year. Yep, and he did give me a lot of pointers. And his son was what that really impressed me. He has a young son. Mm-hmm. I for, I forget his name, but this kid was already flying the P forty seven, the Razorback from Hangar Nine. Yeah, and he was like taking that thing down the, the you know upside down, almost dragging a tail. That I'm thinking. This oh is a plane I just spent a lot of money on. Yeah. I'm death. To, you're, you're like I'm afraid to it, fly yeah. that thing. This kid's just, just like, like he's sitting in the backyard <laughs> enjoying it. You know, and place. he's like, um, you know, with a bunch of other guys that are, they're in a pack of a thing. So he taught his son obviously to yeah. fly. Ali is very accomplished. Oh not yeah, just in, yeah. In, flying but or even helping people. in engineering yes. and marketing yes. and yep. speaking oh, yeah. everything yeah right he's definitely an asset yeah all right so there we have the jet um I, are we all going to do our oh jet sorry park? mike no, i'm, I'm just, sorry I was i'm wondering. sorry go ahead i don't have I apologize obviously i don't have a lot of jets but my take is the f-105 thunder chief and yeah. i know chloe thought it was underpowered or i still think you might have a cg issue i, I went and bought a second one the i f- bought two because the looks of it you're not going to beat it for yeah. the money I, yeah. in my opinion like what was it 99 bucks yeah. or something yeah and the simplicity of the servos and the, and the now as far as flying it it flew great mm-hmm. i had my mishap where yeah. i banked too hard at yeah. a slow rate and, right or i just <laughs> yeah. lost it you know and right. i bought another one after that fact but as far as being a three cell it wasn't as fast as what your typical so it was more my level and it was still fat plenty fast oh enough. yeah I, I thought i had plenty of power myself yeah and for the money i just that was my vote for the ducted did you put the wheels jet. on it yeah, I, I bought the no, wheel kit not. for my second one so i want to do a the landing yeah. is tough. I will give yeah. you that because the landing, like, I, yeah. I, you really got to learn it when just, to chop it. Yeah, because it just goes. I dropped it from too high, yeah. and I think I did some damage on mm-hmm. a little bit on the right wing or whatever, and I replaced yeah. it. But, but uh, yeah, as far as landing might be a little difficult, too. I can would understand you say, the gear, but, would you say, but see, I, did, uh, I only have limited flight, but for the money, it's like. You know what? If you yeah. do, if you do lawn dart, yeah. it's ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on, it's almost and, cheaper. And, even, and like, I bought one just not to fly because I yeah. love the looks of it. Yeah, you know, it's like holy. The crap. quality of it is really nice. Like that when you open it. Money. Yeah. Well, the only problem I had with it is that I don't, I don't believe for me that would be what I would recommend to anybody as their first. No, no, no. And, no. and no. that's what I, I don't like is I don't like those being marketed as a, well, I had your the, first I had, the, no. I had the Vigan as my first yeah, I, and I, that, that one with, with the, uh, uh, what they call it, the, the front fins, what are those called? Oh, uh, I wanted to say lanyards. No. <laughs> that's not right because that's around your neck. Um, it's, it's a canards. Canards, canards, yes. The canards yeah. really helped the lift, yeah. lifting of that plane to do the slower alphas yeah. and stuff. So that yeah. that to me is a better first. I agree, and then yeah. then I go agree. To this I agree. 
we, that got that got me over the, it's yes. even cheaper yes. you know and it's like that gets you over that tense feeling of flying a ducted plane yes then go to something like that yeah. so yeah, I, I, I don't have ma- i don't have many right. jets but yep. and i have that little what was it the green wing one p oh the p-15, p-15. yeah lippish lippish yes. yeah and yep. which, i think that which one I would saw. honestly fly better but mm-hmm. i just it i haven't does. been you able to give it a good toss pace, so. yes a really yeah. good toss yeah, yeah. And so, so what we found with with all these ones where they they kind of blend the servo, the servos used to control the ailerons and elevators is you really got to you got to give that thing as much throw as possible and really work with your with your expo. Otherwise, mm-hmm. um, it it's just it doesn't touchy. fly yeah, the way you think it's fly. I'm seeing a lot of people who do mods and actually add an extra set of servos to the tails to mm. give it you know more elevator authority. Mm-hmm. Um, I do hope they keep to continuing, but I agree with I, I agree with Chloe's statement that those are they're they're a nice plane, but they're not your first no. yet because no. I don't think they because they don't they don't fly the way you necessarily expect them to fly. Like the Lippish is a great glider, but mm-hmm. even even you know I did that one roll where it banked like <laughs> yeah. you know half we a all had our times. Mishaps, but yeah. Wow. Yeah, but for the money, wow. I mean, so what if you yeah. had a mess yeah. in my mind? Yeah, yeah. yeah, if you if you got some. I don't even want to say jet experience, but if you got some experience flying, say like an EDF racer or the V nine hundred, something of that nature, small and fast, fast, and you're halfway comfortable, you shouldn't have any problems. Yeah, with these. because that's the main thing is looking ahead. And once you get yeah, those speeds getting a going, step ahead, you yes. gotta, you really gotta, yeah. you yeah. gotta take it out further on where you're heading right. than with a normal yeah. plane, right? So this that's is like really so an arrow. <laughs> yeah, it's basically, well, and using and, the quiff. And, right. and, and another thing, yeah. is, although it looks really cool, that scheme is we all know yeah, isn't a very hard. good right. gray. When they use that camo yeah. pattern for the scale effect, um, it's hard. It's hard to track. I'll give it that. I really hope they come out with a a big one. You know, like a one point five meter Thunder Chief. Like really nice. Ouch. That would be Ouch. awesome. See, I'm I'm more like the three cell. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm me more too. Than, yeah. I want a ninety millimeter. Two six S Thunder Chief. See, that's where I start getting more nervous. I'll be well, honest. that's that's more like the Mig, isn't it, Chloe? You could probably could get be, away yeah. with your Big Twenty One. It's very yeah. similar shape. Yeah, um, that's true. I. I if looking at a crystal ball, if I was to say what I'd like to see from a lot of the manufacturers, we're missing that. St- we're, we still seem to be missing that step in between. I agree. You know, like, yeah. like, I agree. Like $100 6S battery is terrifying. For yes. Me. And then they have to buy a new charger, which mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's that leap that that middle ground that's isn't an there and yeah, so i'm hoping that they investment. develop that a little better because you know it's um it's unfortunate because that's the technology is there now like a couple mm-hmm. of years ago we were all you know crazy about you know the fact we're going to 4s but now yeah. we're you know looking at 6 so you're and 8s for more so. 4s stuff possibly in the middle ground well, yeah it's it, it's, it's more yeah. budget friendly and we're sure. seeing uh, I, from my end of it like is someone you know everybody asked you know you know, our thoughts on the Corsair from the last one. So I punched in and looked at the pricing and I was terrified to tell Chris that okay, it's like 87 US shipping to Canada. So by the time I do all the taxes and... Ch- it's and, jaw uh, dropping, yes. I yeah, what it's was approaching it? $800. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, so, you know, 800 Where does it go from a airplane? hobby to like another well, income? This is it. This is it. <laughs> you, know? you come down, we'll hook you up. Andrew. <laughs> well, Did you guys it's, see it's, the UMX? Uh, there was a couple UMX EDFs this year, though. There yeah. The, uh, the, uh, the, the MiG-15. The MiG-15 and yep. the A-10. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Now, the A-10 is not from this year, though. 
Right. Oh, okay. Right. I thought it was. Yeah. The MIG's interesting. And again, it's one that they had out before. They kind of brought it back, re reconfigured it, new paint scheme, and obviously the you know, new updated AS3X and everything. So it looks good. You know, I, I haven't really haven't talked to anybody it. or you I've know. got one but I haven't made it yet. Yeah. I haven't taken it out yet. Yeah. But again, I I mean, I'm not a huge ultra micro person, but I think they're really cool. I if you're into the jets, again, I don't think that would be a good first first no. jet. I because really it's don't. So it's small. so small, oh. and they just uh, they fly a little different. <laughs> well, yeah. even yeah. pointing to Andre's the F one hundred five to have an expo. Anytime you have a smaller frame, I found more expo yeah. because they're so small. Yeah, I mean, you just yeah. don't right. have that banking that you're used to on a larger frame plane. Right. So that wouldn't yeah. be something you consider serving the smaller. No. Lower. No, I'm not. You're looking for like a three I, or four S. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Belly right. lander. Yeah. <laughs> Belly lander or, or gear either, but some, we just don't have anything like Andre said, kind of in between that, that gap there, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. But, really? The only one, well, there are a couple, uh, the couple sport planes that uh, even, uh, free wing cells, uh, oh, I forget the name, but there are a couple nice ones. And then, like I said, the, the Durafly, uh, vampires is, is just a sweetheart on with the landing gear and everything. The yeah. only thing I noticed with mine is I had to go back and because I fly off a gravel field, I mm-hmm. had to actually replace the fan cause I shredded the fan with all the little rocks oh. coming up oh. to the underscope cause they all have cheater holes, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So yeah. I was like, Ooh, I so I had to actually that. go in there and reline it and change the fan and everything. So, yeah. um, what was I going to say? There was a point too about the uh, the UMX ones is is the the battery and even even with the uh, the smaller aircraft, you know they they were spec'd out the the, the small three S uh, from Freewing. They were all spec for twenty two hundreds, and we discovered pretty quickly that we got oh, a yeah. lot better performance out of the thirteen hundreds. Even yes. like the graphy thirteens, you get the punch for the yes. power when you're when you're running out of uh, you know ground space and talent. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know the little thirteen, the graphene thirteen hundreds seem to do really well in that aircraft for CG. And yeah. flight times and 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 just not overweighing the aircraft, uh, which was the big thing I found with the 105. Is you yeah. know when it was you I come out of a that, dive. I even something. bought that suggested pack that whatever yeah. it was, the Admiral yeah. 1300. Yeah, yeah that's because what I'm I got. like, you yep. know what, I'm going to yeah. try it, and it did. It does help. All sure. right, all right, jet's done. Go. We gotta we gotta go here. We gotta go. Okay, sorry. <laughs> We're like on an hour. We haven't even got. Oh even, man, yeah. This might be a four hour. That's what I said. <laughs> Strap in, kitties. This is gonna be a long. No podcast. more coffee. I shouldn't have to go to the restroom. Let's let's go to best warbird of the year. So Andre, since you start, start you off, you've yeah. been starting us off. Let what is uh, oh, right up there on your everybody's list? Everybody's gonna hate. Everybody's gonna hate my choice. But the one that made me giggle that I enjoyed flying the hell out of when I had a chance to fly it was the uh, Durafly Super Marine Seafire, the blue one. You know why? I love the Mark V Spitfire, and I uh-huh. thought it was hilarious that the you know that Steve from from Hobby King decided that let's just do some make up made up. Uh, paint scheme yeah and i have my mark one and i i don't like scuffing it up right it's mm-hmm. like it's so nice and it's so just proper so i get in there and i fly the heck out of that blue one because why not so there you go you know that's my choice i love that's the true. spitfire mm-hmm. um which is essentially what it is uh but it's uh the seafire from uh, durfly wow i would have never guessed it. and if case anybody is wondering we have not talked to each other so we don't know yeah. who yeah. what's on whose <laughs> yeah. list so that is it's surprising. Kind of like when people open gifts from my wife and I'm like, what did we get? Yeah. 
I was surprised as the receiver. Oh, cool! They're thanking me all the time. The kids, I'm like, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Uh, Chloe, <laughs> we did good. Your list, best warbird for 2018. That was released this year, or I purchased this year. No, that was. Well, it doesn't matter yeah, whether you like, have it because we didn't get a lot of flying, right. in, so everything's open yeah, everything, it. whatever. Whether something entices you, yep. and looks, and you think it's going to perform well. We're looking at footage or something. Well, again, my choices are usually not the same, made the same as you guys. You guys mm-hmm. have a lot more experience, but I really, I haven't got to purchase one yet. But you know, I got to go with you on flying yours. Was the C one thirty? Oh, okay, yeah. I really. Is that con- that's what I was going to ask. Is that considered a warbird in our minds? Yeah, it's I military. Mean, I like the, is, is that a high sure wing or mid wing? High wing. So I didn't know if to put that in a high wing category, oh. warbird category, cargo. <laughs> I mean, kind of fits cargo. I just yeah. like it because it was innovative mm-hmm. and it was totally different. They took a risk. They also offered it in different schemes. Like yeah. mm-hmm. The the landing gear, the hatch in the back. Um, it's all stuff that I'm looking for because once you buy a few planes, you start to get a little bit not excited yes. just to see a different plane. Yes. You're just buying another pile of foam mm-hmm. in different configuration. Well, this one here was something totally different that made me want it before I even flew it. Um, so they and I want it in both colors. So, oh wow! You know, no yeah. matter what, yeah. It surprised me. They said the blue one was out perform- early, early yeah. analysis. Yeah. Fat Albert, the Fat yeah. Albert version was yeah. selling better than the. the right. I hope they come out with some different schemes, or maybe people post pictures of their customizations. Yeah, yeah. it's it, gonna be pretty awesome. So that's yeah. my pick. Going okay, on. that's I can't. And argue I honestly that. was gonna pick that myself. I didn't even fly it, but just looking at it, I was gonna pick that one too. But since she picked that, yep. one, my next one, and I haven't flown it yet, is my little UMX F4F Wildcat. Mike, that's been out for like three I, years. Oh, that's right. It's uh, not a 2018. No. I forgot that. Come on, Mike. Yeah, but the Park Zone re-releases. But we didn't nominate it in any previous years. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm good. But the I Park Zone re-release, Mike. Come on. Well, the, 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 the next one is, that I can't you know. afford was the last one we reviewed was the Corsair. On, if oh, okay. New, that's if you want a new one for yes. the year. Oh, there you that, go. That for me to have all the belt, the little window yes. in the bottom. All the th- When you talk yes. to behind the scenes people, you can appreciate their hard work. I know the price point was up there on it. Mm-hmm. But man, if yeah. I could afford it. Whew, yeah, that is a yeah. lot of playing. Right, I, I and love it's, that one it too. It is very pretty and a good, good, good job on their yep. part. Um, and yeah. I can give that a kudos for this year. And before I throw mine out there, real quick too, I, I not only did I write down usually the the best one that I picked, I, a few of these I have honorable mention because it was such so close. Were there any other ones that were real close? You're like, eh, I, I, it was a toss up oh, yes. between the two. Okay, yeah. Andre, what did you have? Yeah, uh, the the B twenty four. Okay, the Liberator. Yeah, yeah, the Liberator from Freewing. But I would I purchase one. The, Another the, pricey plane. Back, sorry. Another real pricey plane. Yeah, exactly. And and I I don't have a huge car. Um, mm-hmm. and so you, you, you know really, a couple people are saying, oh, it takes about ten minutes to re- to assemble and run all the cables through and everything. So something something like that is is definitely attractive to me but it's like uh you know i'm gonna i'm gonna wait on stuff like that for future uh mm-hmm. you know but uh, that it's, definitely is for me that's an honorable mention for sure nice i agree with that chloe you have any- I, I purchased that plane and yep. i actually had been i saw that come out mm-hmm. and i saved all summer working overtime to get that plane it is 
expensive. Yes. But let me tell you, it is worth every penny. Is it really? The other thing I really like about that, and, and I'll give this credit to Motion RC, is that they're posting files and the community is supporting it for a 3D printer. Yes. And I got a 3D yeah. printer now. And I really, I, every time they're releasing stuff, I'm looking to see if Motion RC is going to be having those 3D parts. Mm-hmm. So, like, I got the Tiger Meat Jet, the Mirage. Mm-hmm. I bought one of those, and I printed out the the That's nozzles, cool. yeah, and yeah. all the new cockpit and right. everything. Yep. So, yeah, I really love the, the B24 for that because there's so many different things you can do with it. Mm-hmm. When you touch the foam of the plane. When you touch other planes, if you accidentally hit it with your fingernail, you're going to get a mm-hmm. ding in it. Yep. This one here, I don't know what it is, but it's a lot tougher, mm. more denser. Yep. Yep. And it just feels like, like you're yep. getting in a Lamborghini. Oh just yeah. Touch that. Right. I love it. I, 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 we didn't get to talk a lot. Obviously, you, you were with me when um we flew the C130, but we were we were talking the C130 yeah. and the B24. Yeah. How, how is the flying characteristics with that big, you know, four engine plane? What does it feel like? Uh, oh, in the air it's powerful is it really and you but when you throw the flaps on mm-hmm. if you're giving it throttle it just wants a nose right up oh, on wow. you so you, mm-hmm. there's a learning curve to it i did put the as3x in it oh you did i did i did <laughs> She's very AS3X i know very yeah i put the as3x in it and it flies really nice uh-huh. now george baker had recommended me to fly it with three s's and i also changed out the put the upgraded suspension into mm-hmm. mine with yeah. the newer tires yep my flying style and the fields that I fly on. Yes. I've found that to be better, mm-hmm. but you got to watch because you can do a prop strike if you hit too Oh, hard. really? So, yeah, y- yeah you want to watch that, and the uh-huh. props are a little, you know, yeah. not easy and cheap right. to replace. So, but it it flies really good, and I fly strictly on 4S myself. Mm-hmm. I like to have that extra power. Right, right. Yeah. I think uh, George would be uh, definitely not happy that I was doing inverted flight with it and everything else just to try it out. Wow. I, I did. I took no it out kidding. To, I took it out to the Balsa Bees field and uh-huh. took it off, and then I came in real low, upside down oh, on that man. thing, and I'm just like, that's right. That's right. It wow. does that. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, you know, Fred makes a good point, and this is what I do with all all my planes and they're all different with how they react to the flaps but you know you, once you get a mix put in there of your yeah. down elevator you know for different yes. notch of flaps usually then it's not a problem you don't yeah. have to try to keep holding that nose down you know when you're coming in you do want to have a little rudder mix with that you know aileron to rudder mix with the b24 yeah and the down elevator with the yeah, flaps yeah definitely yeah. just a tad bit yeah uh mike did you have an honorable mention well, I, I mentioned three okay for that, all so right we're good. and for me, uh, it was the um, B-24 Liberator. I, I thought it was an amazing plane. It was the first of its kind that come out in foam. Yeah. Uh, the detailed, uh, again, how many four-engine airplanes in foam are there out there? Very, very, very few that I know of. Mm-hmm. Uh, the detail, what they did, like you said, the, all the 3D printing mm-hmm. stuff, the extra stuff, Silver. the magnetic cockpit, yeah, the different schemes. Uh, and Cali Graphics offers all the different schemes for the different um, stickers for it or yeah. decals and so forth. Uh, I didn't like the water slides, but that's just me. Yes, I'm I, not a big fan of water slide decals. They're, they're, they're tricky. Wa- they are tricky. Yeah. And for me, once I had the plane together, I, I mained it before I put the water slides on. But afterwards, when I went to put the water slides on, I honestly felt heartbroken when I because I just didn't have the skill to oh, do that. Oh, it's tough. And it made my plane look like it was a, a black eye. Yeah. So I 
it was a process of even getting those back oh, off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I had to talk to a couple of them people how to figure out and get that <sighs> oh, all off. Geez. I went to Home Depot buying uh, touch-up paint, uh-huh. you know, to touch yep. it all up. And, yep. and then I bought, it was like 20 or 30 bucks or something from Calligraphics. Totally worth it. The decals look phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I know some people like to see the foam rivets and all this stuff. You only going to see that yes. stuff up in the sky anyway. No, it, no. It, they look amazing with her graphics wow. on there. That's awesome. Way better. Don't yeah. I wouldn't even use those water slides if I wow. unless you are totally really skilled, skilled at it. It's tough. And, it's and, tough. I know you struggle yeah. with it. Yeah, I, I finally it, 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 yes, it took me. I goofed up three of them before I finally I figured out how to yeah. do it. Once yeah. I figured out, I'm like, oh, this isn't bad at all. But it, well, man, the first few I was like, oh, this is horrible. Oh, I couldn't well, imagine horrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it begs, it begs the question: Should they be on the plane? How much? How many graphics should be on the plane before That's they ship? Yeah. You know, and you know, this goes into a whole longer conversation. Are you serving a, a, a vocal minority that mm-hmm. really just wants these They're water slides? Own. Yeah, you know, because for me, when I went, when I get the plane out, I, I'm more of a I, pilot. Than I agree assembly. with you. I want the I want the thing ready. I, to go. I don't want to be lying in no. distances. Right. The more you make me, the more you make me do stuff, the more the less points I'm taking yeah. off your tip. Totally, you know I mean? totally agree with you, hundred percent. I don't like applying them. You know when the C one thirty come. If you have any engineering in you, you want them exactest. You know, oh, yeah. me, I've never been an artist because right. I like Chad. He has more artists. He can slap things on and it looks great visually. Where I, even when I measure it out, it doesn't. And <laughs> I it's know. Like, it's like dang. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. I know I measured it exact. I've and it still that looks, up. It doesn't yeah. appeal to you visually, just <laughs> yeah. like facial symmetry. Yes. It's like oh gosh. Yeah. So I'm like that. I hate DK. Uh, I hate too. anything artistic. I'm all thumbs. Right. Like, blue everywhere. Yes. And, uh, and it's just like the C-130. To me, it really didn't matter if I had the Charlie West scheme on there or the shark mount. As long as one set or the other was on, yeah. I would have been happy. So, yeah, exactly. I, I understand. I understand. There is, a, there is something you have to you listen to. You gotta do a little bit for each, I yeah. guess. Um, and real quick, honorable mention for me, I actually had two. I had the, um, the new... Uh, flight line Corsair, Ooh. just for the fact that thing, man. I want oh, one so bad. Me too. Uh, what, what color? I don't know. Like, I still don't know. Bubble top or, because or I'm a cage. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a bubble top fan. Oh yeah. But I like the other color in the bird cage, and the bird cage is kind of unusual can and you, not out there. Can, so I'm like, what do I do? Can, can they 3D the part? 3D print that maybe oh, with I the bubble top on the other uh, colors. I don't know. I, I, don't like, know. I like the dark color, the darker colored one. It's you know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It, it, that's a that's a really that price tough call. one of uh, each, please. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I have not one six cell in my battery. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's out of my. And I'm a, I'm a huge Corsair fan, but the only reason I didn't give it top honors was because uh, even though everything they did and the details and everything talking with Alpha was amazing. It, there's a hundred Corsairs out there where I, g- I gave the nod to the B24 just because there's nothing not out there. And, and, yeah, you know, the Corsair kind of came out late in the year too, and we haven't really had a chance to, to put it in our hands and, and see how things there. are going. I think that should be something we revisit next yeah, year. Yeah, that you know? could be too. Um, and the only other one I have to throw out there, even though I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this, was the Avios Spitfire. Again, it, we waited and waited and waited, and it finally came out, but. Just for what they did, talking to Steve and the details and everything that was put into the time, uh, uh, the you know the FPV cockpit and the, again just details. We don't we don't really have a plane with that kind of detailing. And according to him, again I haven't flown one, but he admits he's got a hundred spit uh, Spitfires. This is the best one he's ever flown. Really? So. Um, that would had to be uh, thrown in there for honorable sure. mention for me. Those again are, are 
tight landing gear. I've, yes. I've got the E Flight yeah. Spitfire. Yep. It's, it's not my favorite. No. I do I do like the Spitfire. It's just that the wing style and everything else, when it's up in the air, it's hard for me to see that plane. Mm-hmm. And it's a little harder for me to land it. I'm glad I have it at my arsenal, though. But, uh, you know, I would much prefer to, if I have to pick between them, I would take my AT6. Yes. A hundred times yep. over. I agree. Any day of the week. Yep, I agree. That's That's one thing I look at. You know, looking at planes is how is the gear and how is the landing? Because like you said, our rough field, we land in grass oh, yeah. 90% of the time. How many so, planes do you own that you've taken out to the field and you've flown them for a year or two years and you barely have anything to repair on them? That's been my AT6. It's oh, been nice. just rock solid. Yeah. And I've got two you've of them. You've mentioned that as being a beast <laughs> of a plane. Yeah, it is. I, I really and do and like and that And plane. other developments, it just it's the design scheme, the overall. Yeah. Right. Uh, Tri- that has a tricycle gear, well. right? No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. AT6. Yeah, uh, Andre hates that plane. I was um, thinking but, of the <laughs> Which one? The AT6. You told me it was ugly. One. I was thinking of it. No, I didn't put like the, the paint job. Yeah, I, he didn't like I, the paint job. On the Mosquito? I, no, on the AT6. Yeah, that's the Mosquito thing. If I was to get one, it would have to be a Harvard color, okay? It would have to be Canadian orange. And I almost picked one up from the local, but it's it's approaching a $300 airplane. So it's it's like, ah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. But I do have a... I do have a, uh, you were saying mosquito? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's the mosquito um, paint scheme. Paint scheme. I think yeah, a plane is easy to mosquito, not the, necessarily the no, skin. No, no, it's the mosquito's yeah. paint. It's a skin, Texan because sure. it was made in Texas. Yes. Yeah. But it's the mosquito theme for that squadron. Okay. Right. And I really yeah. like that. Again, I do, they took I, I a risk. It. Yeah, I it, like it. It looks, I it's saw different. that and I'm like, yes. I got to have that. Plus, my grandfather yeah. trained. He was a trainer pilot, and that's the plane that yeah. he oh, trained no. people in World War II. Uh-huh. And he actually yeah. purchased it at the end of the war. Really? And brought it home. You're with kidding me? No, they they gave you the option to purchase your plane, and they took all the instruments out that were military. Yeah. You know, they took all that out. He purchased the plane, You're flew kidding. it back to Cleveland, and brought it back home. Yeah. Whatever happened to yep. it? He kept it for about a year or so, I guess, and he ended up selling it. Oh, my he, gosh. Yeah. Do yeah. you imagine if it stayed in the yeah. van? Oh, well, we have pictures of my grandfather with all that stuff, and oh, I'll have to post them sometime. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Wow. it's funny because guy. it that that style aircraft, a Harvard, is on my bucket list, and so is something like a nice two uh, S gentle flying course, not Corsair, uh, Tiger Moth, or or oh, Camel. Yes. You I know, agree with you. Something like that. Andre, mm-hmm. they I don't think they're coming out with enough like non-US scheme stuff. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I really like when they came out with the MIG, mm-hmm. it was really fun to like, yeah. you know, comrades. You yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah. I wanted to be the other guy. So yeah. it's pretty yeah. fun. That's how you are with the BF. So I'd love to see some stuff. Canadian stuff. Be the Any anything, yeah, non-US, I agree with you. I'm, all, not I'm enough all of it. I, and I'm a huge yeah. fan of German aircraft. Yeah. I think yes. the, what they did and their technology at the time and some of the aircraft that they come out with some it. of the french planes we didn't even we didn't even fly the bf 109s <laughs> well you attempted them. to well i broke the prop yeah. i'm gonna take off yeah some more world but, war one stuff would be nice yeah i think those would have yes. looked great here if I would, oh yeah I really do yep uh okay warbirds done, <laughs> done. <laughs> cross that off your list all right uh next we're gonna do best ultra micro plane could be anything warbird whatever um and and we already know that Horizon kind of has this covered. They're the big ultra micro. Although we may or may not know, there might be a couple other manufacturers bringing out some ultra micros. 
So oh, I I don't know. Nice. But anyway, for 2018, uh, I know Chloe, you have quite a few of them. So what's on the top of your list for the Ultra Micro series? I'll what do you, you think? It is still hard to beat that timber. It is just. But that's, that's old. Early. That was our 2017. No, come on. I, I almost said the same you thing. I'm, like, I'm not getting burned on a 2017 model. <laughs> you know how many times I recommended that, that I had timber? Just, it's oh new to God. me. I just got it for Christmas. That was my new plane for this year. And we rated it number one in 70. Like, how do I not have this plane? <laughs> and we voted for it number one last yeah. year. What about, I know the Aero Commander. Is, there you go. But mm. the Aero Commander, when I was having trouble getting away from safe yeah. mode, yeah. I just went out to the field, got my Aero Commander because it doesn't have, it mm-hmm. only has AS3X. It doesn't have safe mode. So I felt really comfortable having that twin prop on there. I took the landing gear, shuskied that mm-hmm. thing. And just belly, I love it as a belly lander. And I could, I learned to fly without safe with that plane. I oh, nice. Start doing stunts and I felt comfortable. And I, you're mo- playing Bob Hoover. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I moved over to my AT6, mm-hmm. you know, without flying. Now I can fly with, without the safe very comfortably. And it was all because of the Aero Commander. I just mm-hmm. put a lot of hours on it. Sweet. Yeah. Um, real quick, too, Fred mentioned the, the Tower Hobbies DC3. They do have that. Uh, FlyZone had the B25, and I think they had something else. That's but, what I was going to say. How many were actually released in 2018? But, yeah, there wasn't. Uh, kind of been a, a most, ton. Yeah, I don't know, Fred, if the DC3 was released in 2018, and maybe it did. Um, but I haven't heard much about it. In my opinion, I, I honestly, if and except you said the Aero Commander flew good, I personally probably wouldn't buy an Ultra Micro if it didn't have AS3X, just because it makes it when you're out and the weather's not perfect, or if, you know the the timber's a perfect example. Yeah, it makes them fly so much better when the conditions aren't perfect. You know, if you have zero wind and, and everything, yeah, they'll probably all fly good. But when mm-hmm. it gets kind of gnarly out, that that AS3X is you got to have it. Yeah. I think for an Ultra Micro, I messed Micro. mine up a little bit when I opened it. Not, oh, way not to go, Mike! Well, took, way to go! I took the tape off the wing, thinking that's where the battery hatch was, oh. and it wasn't. And I'm like, crap! I ripped a little fog in that tape when I should have looked I don't read the manual (laughs) but it it doesn't look horrible but I'm like dang it why did I take I should have knew that tape wasn't part of the packing (laughs) to keep the hatch from flying on Uh, Andre how about you did you have a favorite ultra micro this year you know I didn't actually um, I like that MIG but I guess if I was look at something new that they did Mm -hmm. uh, in 2018 the the Cirrus kind of you know kind of piqued my interest um you know because i i it looks nice but again I, I hate to tell you but the the timber is still king of the hill for it me is. and i actually have a disappointment <laughs> in you maxis this year because on your recommendation i went out and i bought that hp uh um oh. uh, vapor oh, yeah i despise that airplane <laughs> i despise yeah. that airplane it's yeah. you know like it, it my house is obviously too small and all I end up doing is sitting there in a hover, right? Yeah. And so it's like, ah, even with the small batteries that, that you sent me, yeah. I just, I get into too much trouble and I end up damaging it because there's like, oh, wall, oh, 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 you know, rail. Yeah. And then you take it outside and it can't fly outside. Yeah. It's just, you know, you need a really calm, calm night. So, uh, Yes, I agree with you. I was, um, 
I was actually surprised that it didn't fly as well, and it took me a lot more time with the Vapor HP to figure it out and to fly it around yeah. in the house. Yeah. Once I, it, it's still tough. Don't get me wrong. Where yeah, you're you're turning a lot. Like you're hanging off that prop yeah. almost all yep. the time. You know, like I we all saw the videos of Matt flying around the house yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything, and I'm just like, yes. you know. Yeah. Um, they yeah. s- they still to me have not been able to beat the original vapor. And if anybody right. has one, they know what I'm talking about. I still have wing, one. Right? Yeah, the transparent I, wing. I still have one, and it's been lightened and clipped, and and the wing. I, it's so wore out that the wing just. <laughs> but I can still cruise through my house at like a snail's pace, that's, no that's problem, cool. all over. It, it, it's, it's almost still, like a helicopter. Yeah, kind of, kind of. So they, they haven't been able to beat that formula yet. You know, they come out with the ultra micro vapor. That thing was horrible. Yeah. I think I still have it up yeah. here somewhere. And then I thought, oh, man, the the HP, you know, it's a little bit smaller. Yeah. But then, no, the, the regular vapor is so much better. And But I guess – go go, go ahead. No, I was just no, going to say no, a lot no. of people have the night vapor. And even that isn't as good as the original vapor because with the lights and everything on it made it heavier. The original vapor is great. Yeah. If you can find them. Well, in the yeah. battery technology that they're putting on the 1S versus 2S and stuff. Yeah. I'd much prefer anything I can get with a 2S. I don't like having to keep 1S batteries around in my arsenal. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I wanted to paint. add one thing about that Cirrus UMX, oh, yep. Andre. I have one yeah. of those. I actually made a video. I just haven't posted yet. We... We had some production issues with that one. Um, I prefer to fly that without the landing gear. Remove the landing gear. I would, turn yeah. it into a well, belly how is the lander. prop, though? How the is the prop fun. on as a belly? It's fine yeah. in the grass. It's not an issue at all. You just, yeah. you just I guess the if, I, if I had to pick between those two, I, if I was to, I'd probably go with you on the Commander because yeah. I, I like a twin. It takes a 2S. You can actually get a bigger pack in there. It, it has tons um, of power. Mm. Well, this is it, right? And, and I can keep and, up with anything with that wow. that, that UMX. Yeah. But uh, where it loses points with me, it's two hundred and five Canadian. What? That's, uh, that's, yes, exactly. Two hundred and five. Right? Yeah. So that is approaching the price of getting it. Wow. Well, if you, know, you had to choose and have one in, in that that one there, I would bust the bank to get. If it was any other UMX, I would I would agree. But that one there, for the quality, for the speed you get, and the stability mm-hmm. in its size, it's it's almost yeah. a little too big to be a micro. But it is a mic considered a UMX. Yeah. That's it what we said about nice. the timber last year. It's the wrong class. It's like they need UMX plus. You know, that is great. Like, That's UMX a good XL. idea. The, wing, the wings have have gone out a little bit more, but yeah. I, if I had to pick something from 2018 to go up against uh, our, our timber from last year, which mm-hmm. probably would be the commander for my vote. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I agree with you. That's what I got. Or maybe re- they should call the smaller ones nanos and picos. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's what I had. That's what I had on my list too. The Arrow Commander. I thought it was different. You know, it's cool they went. You know, after the Bob Hoover scheme. You know, that. who would have thought they would have brought out a commander? I would have never thought mm. that. They need to make. Well, this should be another category in your show. Which ones should be converted to a UMX, and which ones should be converted from UMX up to a Park Flyer or Giant Scale? Oh yeah, we, we never have those discussions. That. Yeah, and that's actually it's funny you mention that. That is one thing on my list when we do get Matt Andron on. Hopefully, 
for the new year. Yeah. I want to ask them, how do you guys determine, is it sales of the re- vice versa? Things. And they're like, hey, man, this thing's really good. Let's do it in a bigger or smaller scheme. Yeah. Or is it part of not only sales, but hey, can we shrink this down and make it fly good? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, that was yeah. one of our big questions of how There's they determine that. There's always that flying that. capability for the smaller scale stuff, I think, in their minds. Yeah. I'm guessing. That Arrow Commander needs to be a giant scale. I agree with that. A giant that scale. That would be so not, nice. Not park you know, Giant scale. Oh, giant scale. <laughs> giant. <laughs> but I, I would That'd see, be funny. I would like, buy put, some, put your little dog inside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would like something about, I don't know, Somewhere in the fourteen to sixteen hundred millimeter range for yes. that commander yeah. on four cell. Something you can get in the back of your car. Yeah. And it comes apart really quick with this quick disconnect. Yeah. No more connecting the wires. Right. We've evolved beyond that yes. developers. Yep. No more wires. I just want to snap my wings in and go. Yep. Oh. What? That was right. The, the little mini Optera came out. Would that be considered a UMX? Uh, it's one isn't it one point two? I think it's one point two. Yeah, it's yeah. not that small. Yeah. Yeah, but it did. It does snap together. I know really it didn't quick. come out in 2018, but I'm, I can't wait to see my Wildcat in the air. <laughs> Mike's all about. I don't the even wild. remember what year that came out. I bought I a Wildcat just so I could have one like you. Oh, yeah. I was I like, I'm not like Chris. Have something in that I can't have. And that, that's, <laughs> that just takes me back with Chad, like our first yeah. planes. I was like, I yeah. just it has good memories. Yeah, same here. Uh, Pat, uh, my old buddy Pat and I, we had the the Mustang and the. The Wildcat, and I mean, we just he, flew when, when Chad threw flew. that for me the first time, I just will never forget because I was so scared of Warbird, and that yeah. is the best. Yeah, I mean, as far as flying a Warbird, I mean, right. it, it was just awesome, quiet, and just so easy to control for me. Do we have new technology? As we do, we do tech. Yep, yep. Okay, I'm sorry. yeah, we can go to the next. Slide. Um, we're narrowing it down here. Uh, let's see. Let's move on to. I actually had high wing and sport plane, but Andre says we should put them in together, either a high wing or sport plane, whatever yes. your choice. So, okay, Andre, you're up, buddy. Oh, it's it's a toss up for me, man. You know how much I love my my high wings, mm-hmm. um, and I was very fortunate this year to get to fly that Grand Tundra. We yes. we actually you know flew it together uh, in in Ohio. And I love that plane to pieces. Um, it's just really big, uh, and yes. it's funny because my my honorable mention is going to be the uh, the FMS Super Cub. Um, Damn it, Andre, both really nice big so seventeen hundred mils. But yeah. I kind of wondering if seventeen hundred is too big, and we need to be you know looking at our our fifteens. But anyhow, those are the two in mind. If I had to flip the coin between the two of them, did you steal my list or what? <laughs> no, no, but I, I think we're going to be very much on bar. And it's funny because I almost pulled the trigger on the smaller FMS, the red and white one. Um, where's my list here? Sorry, uh, the, the the J3 Cub because it's you know it's a good price, and then uh-huh. of course you know, and but that's not a new plane; that's a revision. That's like a V3. Yes, so, yes, yeah. Right. So there, there are my two a sport planes. We didn't see a whole lot no. of sport plane action this year. I kind of felt it was, right. you know, uh, and I, I'm always of the mindset that, yeah, like last year, the, the um, was it last year or the year before? The commander, uh, the big red and white commander was just, you know, gorgeous hands down plane. Um, but it had a few little flaws for me, right? So it's like it flew well. It didn't fly. You couldn't take off and land on grass very nicely, I found, with the wheel skirts on. 
Um, and then that low wing just meant it was going to be useless in the winter in the snow. So again, mm-hmm. the high wing for me always seems to just, I, I just seem to gravitate towards those. Um, so my only reductions is that the 1700 mil planes means I have to take them all apart. Um, so they got to be assembled fast, but then you're still dealing with wing struts and everything. So, but anyhow, if I had to vote, I'd, I'd probably see my grand tundra. Um, Real quick before I forget, I'll write it down. We can just talk about it. Fred wanted to know if there's a best kit or best FT plane category. We will write that down right now. We can do best FT plane I category. Have I, like I have one. one. I have one. And I'll save that for the area because yep. I had an yep. awesome highlight. Yeah, right. I have Fred. On the list. On the list. So there we go. Um, okay. Uh, I can't argue with your point. Chloe, what do you think? High wing or sport plane? Yeah, uh, I've hinted at this all year long. My actually, my choice, my plane of the year is the high high wing. Mm-hmm. It's been the best of them all. I knew that was coming. <laughs> yep, and I, I, yeah, <laughs> and I looked at that pretty pretty hard as far as yeah. But okay, why the mall? Many reasons. Uh-huh. Um, there's a plane that you have around that you always go to, no matter what the field conditions are, where you're going to go, yeah. what terrain. Um, that's the mall. Mm-hmm. The mall has was one of the few planes, if only the one that came out this year, that had scale looks to it. It uh-huh. flies yeah. like a balsa wood plane. Oh, okay, with it's, a pilot figure. With and a pilot. Yep. But it's it's mm. dense and it's heavy. Yeah. You can fly it with 4S. Um, the tires on it are really nice and durable. The uh-huh. landing gear is substantial. Um, the comes with the floats. You know the the whole the whole shebang is all in there for you. So you can go out, go pontooning, or you can go you know in rough grass. Mm-hmm. Um, the scale looks and and just the durability, the power it has. It was just the plane that I leave it set up in my garage, ready to go. Mm-hmm. There's only a couple planes that stay out there that I don't carry in and out. That one always is like, oh, okay, oh, we got to put them all yeah. in, and yep. then then I'll choose any other plane I want to go with it. So yeah. that one's it. Then that's fifty. It's a fifteen hundred mil wing four S. Actually, yeah. it's three or it three or four. Of, three or, or uh, four cell. Well, yeah. I mean, I you'd fly it four S. Well, you know, yeah. jeepers, creepers. <laughs> you know, you can fly. It flies decent on three S. But if you want that punch, Man. you yeah. can do three Ding with it. It, uh-huh. it just yeah. has that right. power. And yeah. Speaking of that, when we were up at the Toledo show, we were talking with Matt Andrew, and I was at, I was very curious because the mall I think just come out recently. So I asked him, I go, "Why would you buy the mall over the timber or vice versa?" And he said, "Really, yeah. they're, they're they're two complete different planes. Yeah. You know, you're going to fly to timber, and it's basically a stole airplane that's fun just to fly. Right. Where the malls, you know, you got more speed, like you said, it's a bigger, heavier plane. Right. It flies more scale. It can go up on a four cell if you want the speed and to do more things with it. Right. So they, you know, at first when I looked at, it, I'm like, well, why wouldn't you get the timber? But now, talk after talking to oh, Matt, yeah, I understand it. They don't even compare. Yeah, it's a They're completely not, different airplane. It has one other feature that's very important to me when, now mm-hmm. when I purchase plane. After purchasing so many planes, I've finally figured out. I look immediately for this feature. Uh-huh. Does it have a detachable rear stabilizer? Oh, it yeah. does. Oh. If you mess up mm-hmm. your rear stabilizers, yep. 
you can just simply purchase another one yeah. and bolt it on and go. Instead of a whole thing. Is that for noseovers? That for me yes. is, like is 50% of the, of the the point system. Is, right. You know, Does the battery install from is, the top? That is top. actually Okay. Yeah. So you're not a, putting it upside down, damage. It's yeah. got a nice hatch that has a little spring um, connection. Okay. You just mm-hmm. open oh, it up, nice. shove it in there. 4S fits in perfect. Yeah. So, I'm trying to remember that plane. I know we saw it. And it's got lights. I'm trying to remember it. Yeah. It's the thoughts. red with the clear canopy, Mike. Yeah, it's okay. it's a gorgeous. I can throw yeah. it up there real quick if yeah. you want. Why? Okay, Mike. Since we're we're on talking about uh, the mall, I honestly I don't even. I, I'll just have to throw the C one thirty as a high wing. I don't. I didn't fly in. <laughs> I know you said it could go in that category. Well, I guess. I guess, it, I guess it I could. Do. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I didn't fly many high wings this year, and I didn't even get to see that one. But I. I that's my vote. I don't have much to st- on this topic, unfortunately. That's yeah. Does a tiger? I'm tiger never going to vote for our Cubs. <laughs> you <know that>. Yeah, <laughs> you hate the Cubs. <laughs> I have bad, bad uh, report with them. Uh, where the heck? I'll, I'll pull this up for you here real quick. That's an e-flight plane, right? Yeah. I'll just pull yeah. up e-flight. It's an FMS design, but e-flight plane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's you know it, it is a really nice plane, is, and it's Mike. interesting because it, it is at the same price point as the uh, okay. as the timber, the full size, the one point five meter right. uh, yeah. timber. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that would Does, be. Is that the one where mm-hmm. the wings they plug in? I mean, they they have the yeah. their built-in plugs mm-hmm. or whatever. What's, I think Chloe, what size for us do you no, fly off with? No, plane. you're thinking of the big Cessna when we talked to Matt. Yeah. Yeah. I fly with 3200 for right. uh, okay. us. It will fit in there. And I've I've put in um, – that's the largest that I've put in. Um, okay. I think it flies perfect, so perfectly balanced with that. Yeah, yeah. That's Hon- what I was mixing it up with at Toledo. Nice. It was a Cessna. Honestly, Chloe, I, w- I would really wouldn't mind sometime here – when the weather breaks or whatever is flying that because yeah, sure. I'm a huge fly zone beaver fan. And yeah. that was kind of one of my things. It was That's a, similar. it's a bigger, heavier plane. Obviously it's, it was only on three sale. It didn't have all, all that power, but it flew very scale with all the yes. bells and whistles and the lights and the corrugated, yes. you know, every, uh, control surfaces and it just looked amazing in yes. the air where the mall is i think as far as scale wise even looks better the yes. clear cockpit and the pilot the figure colors, and everything the spinner yeah so it'd be really interesting and and again the reason we like the beaver so well is it just was big and heavy so in the winter time that was our go-to plane it just flew great in weather and nasty conditions so i'm guessing this plane probably with the power and if everything it's your go-to plane yeah it is it would be very yeah. similar you can punch it this is the plane, the foam plane that mm-hmm. doesn't fly like a foam plane. There's oh. nothing that compares. Oh, wow. You said that to about the last plane. airplane. <laughs> no, but this one doesn't. This there's no other plane anyone has that compares to this plane. Hmm. It's in a category yeah. of its own. With that color scheme, it's got to be easy to track. I would think. Yeah. It's, you know what the, the one you know, Chris I'll add in too. I mean, to see in the air. Fly Zone came out with that. You know, the the, the Turbo Beaver. You know, and a yes. fantastic price point. Yes. But no one. It doesn't seem to have materialized anywhere right? oh, I, I can like I, I, I have one of those actually I brought to show you Chris mm-hmm. today I have it with me yep they sold them out yeah immediately oh yeah and so yeah. they're on back order yes. that's why they haven't taken yeah. off right as well um, it's a gorgeous plane mm-hmm. and it's a great price but they just didn't print yeah. enough of them <laughs> yeah and I think yeah. you know we yeah. We've talked about before. It is older technology. It's not a new plane. Basically, what they did is they they fit a new 
a front end on it. Yeah. You know, to make it the turbo beaver. Yeah. Other and paint scheme and all that. But other than that, yeah. it's the old fly zone beaver. I don't think they, oh, they did get a bigger a motor. Little, yeah. Bigger motor in ESC. Yes. I was um, a little weirded. I haven't had a long history of purchasing foam planes, only in the last year mm-hmm. and a half. So when I got this one, it was kind of like, Whoa, this is not what I'm, I'm used to E-Flight's quality of assembly. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. So when I put this together, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. There's a lot of things here that are intricate and different. Yes. It's like taking a few steps back as far as like the assembly process. You are correct. I mean, geez, that plane, I, you know, I was looking at some old pictures the other day and I think I've had that plane for five or six years. So it's old, older technology. And it did take a little bit of setup for that plane to really get it the way we like it. it. Yes. We, it took some while. I remember some new guys having it at flight, flight fest. Oh yeah. And we had to set it up. up. Yeah. We had to change some things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it when I first flew it a couple of times. Once I dialed it in, I'm like, oh, there it is. Yes. Yes. Correct. And now I love it. Yes. Correct. But I could definitely see see the mall taking that over as far as looks and scale oh, and like winter time you get some ski through bro yeah. skis for I'm that sure thing it's easier to build <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh yeah That's yeah cool. i can see it mike did you have your face no, no you I, said the no, c130 yeah i just i, mean, I didn't have it i got yeah. one mo- honorable yeah. mention yeah as the fms uh king fisher for the yes. same reasons the mall mm-hmm. but the the kingfisher is missing just a couple things that the mall did like the detachable tail and mm-hmm. so forth um the the kingfisher is so durable yes the landing gear on that it has the best landing gear of any foam plane that's what i think yeah because it's so nice. heavy and durable yeah you also have it comes what with the skis what kind of landing skis. is it is it wing wing no, gear or? no it's uh just like a regular tricycle gear you know like yeah, a high wing tricycle, tricycle yeah okay. but it's like aluminum and about that it's, thick. it's a tail dragger yeah tail dragger yep. it, it has a really Did thick tricycle like, yeah you said i sorry it is tail dragger. yeah tail dragger not tricycle my bad it's a huge thick um aluminum Spilling. bar yeah. very durable uh durable it comes with skis it comes with the floats and also the wings you need zero things to put this plane together it all snaps together mm. so when you put the plane nice. together they just pop in yeah. place and you have a quick release button mm-hmm. it all pulls apart mm-hmm. is the gear on the wings or the fuselage I fuselage fuselage okay yeah, yeah. just yeah. a normal okay. high wing just like the timber yeah. okay. but yeah. it's okay. very thick yes and it, they actually molded in all the the um the the ribbing of the plane and stuff we've actually been flying it using it as our um, run cam mm-hmm. we can carry up to three big huge run cams oh, on wow. this plane doesn't phase it at all wow three or four no. s no. they advertise it as a three s yeah but we put four s and it's mm-hmm. no problem yep and yeah. it just it my dad has it and he, you know my dad he his vision is not what it used to be but he's he's had some you know close calls and stuff with it and landed it hard a few times not phased it at all right the the styrofoam is just so much thicker than your standard trainer it has got to be the the best trainer i i've seen this year come Mm. out i i have to agree i yeah she's snoring and fms isn't getting a lot of love lately no and it's a shame uh and again we we had big discussions about the kingfisher and we're like well it's just another high wing but after seeing yours and looking at it and everything and i was telling andre about i said yeah in person, it's a way better plane. Not only does it look good, but yeah. the foam quality and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it almost reminds me of, of foam like that. It's like a multiplex almost type foam. Yeah. Very, you know, dense. Yes. You know, so I was impressed with the build quality of yeah. that plane. Like you said, it looked like something you could just beat the daylights out of yeah, and I, you're not going to phase it. I saw it first at flight test. Mm-hmm. Josh was flying it and they had 
you know, been doing whatever they were going to video or whatever. I saw mm-hmm. them doing it and I kind of just dismissed it at first. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm way beyond a trainer. Yeah. Uh, yes. But then I, I got one and tested it out and found that I really loved it. It's because of the durability and I feel confident handing it over to my kids, not worrying about if they, they come in mm-hmm. hard or something. Mm-hmm. Not an issue. I think yeah. it's durable. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny because uh, you know if I was to go out and buy one, I think like I still keep coming back to that little J three because it's uh, the color the you know from FMS the uh-huh. red and white versus the yellow uh-huh. and you know and, and the look and style and it's fourteen hundred mil wing because the problem I run into is with these high wings they all take up so much space you know yeah. it's it's uh, you know like they, they, they you run out of parking space in the, in the hangar and it's like ah yeah but yeah. That uh, I still come back to that J3, but my only hiccup is the tiny little landing gear, which means it's you know that had to be upgraded right yes. away. And I'm I'm not a fan of underbelly loaded battery trays. Yes, yes. I agree. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> yeah, but, but I don't like taking the wing off either to do it. You know, and then if you put them up in the hatch, then there's a little bit of an issue trying to stuff all that up in there. I I have that J3 and. And honestly, on that model, that was the only way that sucker was going to go in there. Mm-hmm. Unless yeah, you pull yeah. off the wing every time, and I don't want to do so, that. So you've got it? I, I want to see photos. You're going to have to send me some I pictures. I have out. one, and, and we're making the video for it and everything, but yeah, I've got one. Nice. Okay, and then uh, real quick, on my list, Andre stole it from me. Uh, I had the 1,700-millimeter mm-hmm. FMS Super Cub. That is right on the top of my yeah. list. I just wanted to point out because... Honorable mention was the Grand Tundra, Grand Tundra, even though I thought for some reason it was out last year, but I just watched Hobby King's uh, eight, 2018 release no, and it, it was in there. <laughs> it was in I got there. It in February, man. I know. I was outside the freezing cold. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and the reason I chose that over the Grand Tundra is Andre had his here. I did see it and fly it and everything, and I, and I, it's right there on the list um, with the option of flying anywhere from four cell. Is that your mic? Something's making some noise here. It'll stop. Uh, But it's just, again, a little bit too big for my liking. Just like my Carbon Z Cub, I love the plane, but I hardly ever fly it just because it's a pain in the butt to get to the field and get it all together. Where the Super Cub, the FMS 1700mm Super Cub, it's just a little bit smaller. Um, Big, huge wheels, Chloe. Six and a half inch, like, rubber Big, huge tires. Uh, It's built for slow flight or, you know, the stole capability. So you're going to be able to take that thing out any kind of weather, any kind of terrain. Again, that could be, for me, an awesome wintertime airplane. Get some good skis for that thing. Plenty of power from the videos I've seen. I was really impressed with the vertical and what they were doing with it. Perfect size. It's going to take the weather because of the size. Two colors. Blue and gr- I have the green one, but I've not put it together. Oh. I, I got it when they had that sale, mm-hmm. that amazing sale. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I got to get one. I yeah. can't have the C-130, but I can have oh, the, yeah. the Grand Tundra. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so the FMS uh, Super Cub just just narrowly edges out the Grand Tundra yeah. a little bit. It's cheaper and it comes cheaper, with floats, yes. too. And, comes so with one, and it runs one? on 4S. The FMS so if you don't 7, have 6S. Yeah. 1700 um let me see. Do you want to see what it looks like? Yeah. I'll pull it up. I think we talked about it on on the podcast here, and it, so that would somebody be, shut me off headphone wise. Uh, that would be me. Bump it. Just got there. You go. Got it back. One yeah. of them. Okay. 
Uh, to do. I was gonna say something. No, I forgot. <laughs> Hang on. I'll pull it up. So FMS uh, has got that that P fifty one calling my name, but I want the seventeen hundred millimeter. Mm, I want that big mm. one with a retractable this, wheel. Would this cub overtake your beaver? You think? That you're super cub. Oh, yes, it certainly. would update that. Yes, version. absolutely. If you were, if I were to buy a beaver or the cub, super cub, you would say super cub. Though. Yes, even with the newer beaver versions yep. and stuff. Oh, you know where I see because I actually need plane. something like that in my repertoire. Repertoire. So uh, here it is, Chloe. Right I may have here. to we'll consider the super. Cub. Oh yeah, this one here. It does look awesome. Yeah. Look at the size of these tires. Holy <laughs> mackerel! Oh, I love yeah. the decal on the side. Yeah, yeah it's pretty wicked. You know, that is dope. Full bar- barn door flaps, Vortex generators. Uh, I believe it has the lights on the wings. I'm pretty sure. See if I can get a shot. There oh, it is. is. Yeah, the landing lights. Oh, that's lights. balls. <laughs> yeah. That is a good so that was plane. really, really on the top of my list of, of getting this plane as far as a fun. Wing lights. Yeah, wing lights. I don't know if I can buy lights. a Cub. Oh, that's come a- on, Mike. <laughs> I know. I got to get over that. Um, see what it yeah, there's yeah. the outside wing lights. There it is on floats. So this was it definitely at the Flaps. top of my list. Yeah. But them them wheels. Like when I seen six yeah. and a half inch wheels. Yes. You knew the grass. I, you you got like, okay, I can go through the grass with this puppy. Yeah. That thing's You could be probably in. go really fast and go across the water on those yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could do the real like Alaskan. Yeah, yeah, bush takeoff. Yeah. Right. Um, no, somebody's got to like, do it. And it. It, it does check off all the merp. It's got the right wing connectors and everything. Yep. It's got the right size. It will fly in 4S. That, it's probably it, a little bit the, lighter than, than the Grand Tundra. No, yes. I agree, Chris. It's good is, pick. Is yeah. good a vertical pick. Good stabilizer detachable? Yeah. Uh, I think it's question. molded in. It could if be. If it's molded, molded in, in, that might be a you down know, point. There is a lot of money that goes involved in making the molds. Mm-hmm. So, when, like on the mall, I know they put in extra money to, to make that. that mold, and I want. People well, I'm just saying know. that might be a down. That oh. might be the only down feature. That's the only that, down feature. Yeah, it is it, molded in. You can see it right there. Top, Have like you ever yeah. changed a foam plane out, a fuselage? <sighs> yes. You might as well buy a new one. Right. I did it once. I did, and too. that was on the Apprentice, <laughs> and it was painful. I arduous. Plane. I oh. hated it. Oh, it was my cub, my yellow cub. I replaced the whole piece. Like, what am I doing? I'm like, I did the exact same thing with that stupid yellow cub. <laughs> Stomp a mud hole in this thing. And then it didn't fly right, even after no. I did do it. I was like, it no. was crap. I'm like, this, this is For 80 bucks more, you could have a whole yeah. new plane. It's worth the 80 bucks. <laughs> You're like, yeah. what the hell? It's, yeah, if you got to do the whole fuselage, I would t- totally tell you to so, just buy a new plane. If you, if you put a detachable stabilizer on your plane, I don't care what it looks like. I'm probably going to buy it. Yeah. That's a huge factor for sure. Uh, okay. So do we want to do or go through best overall plane or do you want to jump into some radio and some tech and FT mm, stuff? Best overall? Want? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I got a, co- I, I have at least a couple nominees there. there okay. A few mentions the, too. Let's do the big best overall plane for 2018. Mm. Okay. Andre, if you got a couple, what are they? Uh, well, it's funny because we were being called out for not mentioning one very brand new plane that came out this year with a lot of flashing, blinking lights. Can you guess? 
No, flashing blinking lights. Blinking lights. Yeah, it's uh, the night radian from FT. Don't get me started on that one. (laughs) You know what? I haven't even flown it yet, but it's funny. I've got a module coming in that's going to let me control it from my radio, which is awesome. So I get rid of the AS3X receiver Uh because, you know, no one flies a radian with AS3X. Although this one I might. I might actually, you know, if I can get the channels to work, I might leave it in because at night, you know, you want to be able to keep your orientation and your level wings mm-hmm. um but i'm gonna try it it's a suggestion i guess overall geez if i had to pick an overall plane one that really made me smile all year long ooh, this is tough this yeah, is tough i don't have it i know I'm, you know I'm, I'm debating my thoughts here you know and I, i've gave my thoughts on the night rain i do like it i think it's cool and you know looking at the videos and stuff but again for me a radian is a radian I take out during the day for thermal you know what I mean it is dope to see it at night I agree I agree it was really cool that they did it and when you go to these shows like RC Fest and Uh Journal there's always a night you know um, I imagine there's going to be a ton of them and then the upcoming ones yeah everybody's going to have it and I think the I'm not sure but I think on the night rain there was one feature it couldn't do with the the strobing and I think it was to go solid or something yeah somebody told me that they did everything but forgot to program one thing. Yeah. Is to make it solid. I think I heard somebody was telling me that. <laughs> you know, like, right. So wow, get your funny. seizure moments ready. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I see the colors, man. <laughs> uh, I, I like it. I forget where we were going with it. Oh, yeah, I guess best overall best plane. Overall plane. He, did you have another one, Andre, or was that the only one you wanted to No, miss? you know, it's, it's funny. Like, like there, there is no, for me this year, there is no definitive winner, uh, unfortunately. I'm There's surprised at that. I, I thought there was, and I'll we'll talk about it, but I thought there would have been one on your list, but I guess not. Mm, I, I, you know, like there's, I'm sorry, but like last year, the, the, you know, we all agreed, you know, and it's, uh, you know, I've enjoyed everything I've flown this year, but you know, nothing, nothing, um, I found across the board, there was no, I gotta have this kind of, uh, kind of moment. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Keep going. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see what pops into my head. What okay. about in memorandum, in memorandum or whatever they call it when, when they, when they're gone too soon, but they're taken off that you you love them and you can't believe that they're gone. Oh yeah, you know. Mm, yeah. What about that, Andre? If you can't pick one uh, that you really love, what about one that's gone and you can't get it anymore? Oh, I don't know. I haven't been that far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like last year. Last year was a very aggressive purchasing year. I found too. Like a lot of aircraft came into the fleet, and I, you know, got opportunities to get a lot of used ones. Unfortunately, my fall sucked this year. Um, and I and I didn't get to fly my jets and everything, which was going to really spur my, you know, and there's a beautiful big A-10 that I haven't even flown yet because the fall just didn't go as uh, as planned. Um, geez, yeah. If I had to pick one, I'm, I'm at a loss still. Uh, you know, like there, there, and I've had a couple of really cool highlights too. I mean, I flew a bunch of things uh, over the year from a bunch of friends and everything. Uh, and you know, I don't know. I don't know. So I don't have an ultimate plane yet, Chris. Keep going. Hmm. I thought maybe, you know, you got into all this jet stuff and you got that high dollar flex jet. I thought for some reason that might be up on top of your list, but no, 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 no. I, uh, you know, it, it flies nice and everything, but the purchasing experience wasn't as good as I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and you know, it's just, it is what it is, but would I call that a top, my top plane? No, because, um, 
bang for buck, there's there's that definitive line, and a lot of people are saying, you know, things like, you know, some of the the free wing planes, and they are pushing me outside of my comfort zone for my hobby, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, and it's, it's just if I'm gonna unload some cash on something, it's gotta really, really. Uh, so I, I don't think a jet would ever do that for me because it's it's flying a jet is like terror. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. that uh, it's it's an it's an kind of almost the same adrenaline rush I got when I raced my 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 actual race car. You know, and it's just sheer terror because you know you've got only you're making split second decisions. Everything is happening so fast, and you know you come in, you land, and it's over. And you know, and then you take mm-hmm. that that who yeah, you know? yeah. and it's, it's like you're on this edge of disaster the entire time <laughs> yes, yes. There's, there's there's this finite point where that's like you're not gonna fly all day not? and enjoy your no <laughs> white knuckle yes. flying yeah sweating <laughs> so it's it's, it's, it's definitely it's, you know, so, so, yeah. Yeah. instead of the meat sweats you got the flying sweats yeah I thought that was you know? a Hershey squirt. <laughs> well, it depends on how the landing goes. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you sit there and you look at all the planes and offerings that were through 2018, but there's, there's, there's no superstar for me for whatever reason. Wow, uh, that's I interesting. Well, you know, like yeah. nothing. that They're all intangible. Anything I called the superstar was, was almost untangible. Huh. So I don't know. Wow. Interesting, know. but hey, that's fine. Not a problem. All right, Chloe, what do you think? 2018, best overall plane of the year. Oh, boy. Well, I have to only narrow it by what I've had my hands on. And I'm going to go with them all. I'm going with them all. I liked it for all the reasons that I said. It it hit every box that if I was a designer, Uh I would have thrown all that technology in there. There's nothing that was left on the table. For me, with the mall, it was the perfect plane, and I want to get one for everybody in my family. Wow, and that's surprising cool. too. I would have never. How never about friends that. too? I would like to see them come out. I would mind trying to fly one. I hope they come out with a hunter green scheme or something. They need a second scheme color, like a hunter green or something. I don't do green. Believe it or not, as much as I hunt, green is my least favorite color. I thought it was pink. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, pink. Yeah, you're right. But I told I told you why. Sword. No, I told you why I didn't like green. My mom dressed me in green all the time as a kid, and it just sticks with me and I like traumatized you're wearing OD well, green he bought, he, <laughs> no. he bought it was a gift but I still love it so uh, speaking of sky sword believe it or not I like this kind of green. I forgot to mention in, in the jet category I did have uh, honorable sky mention sword. is the sky sword I yeah, forgot the sky sword was really cool it was different Yes. There's nothing, anything it's remotely not, like it. the pink be, version, uh, not the pink. Yes, version. no, that's the that's <laughs> yeah. the awesome part. The, oh, the oh, you're, yeah. I'm totally I'm disagree with that. Yes. Pink is so yes. tight. Yes, I agree. It is I tight. agree. Uh, Love the pink jet. Uh, the colors. See, that's a color that should not be in public. Just like camouflage. Oh come on! It should not be worn in public. It's <laughs> oh, meant for no. the woods. I see people wearing camo at no, Walmart all the time. That's like, wrong. What are you doing? This is hideous. You don't wear. You can wear camo. 
And it looks a, good. Unless you, a, unless you have a mission statement. Unless you have a mullet. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then you just don't combine a camo and a mullet. I hunt most of my life, and I don't wear camo in public. That's people. true, Mike. I mean, people wouldn't even know I was a hunter, I but seeing it's service made in the woods. You keep it in the woods. Well, service man. Servicemen and camos are I'll awesome. give that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is okay, because yeah. I'm required. Yeah, like, right, like they're viewers. Yeah. Just it's like Fred said, you hate green. Says, Fred says, what color is Mike's shirt? <laughs> I know. This but was a gift there. Maybe pink. I'm glad it's not pink. (laughs) (laughs) This is better than pink. Men look good in pink. Yeah, God no. That sky sword was a risk. Yeah, it's awesome, and I think manufacturers should should get style points. I agree. Going off and out of the box. And that was a, a definite awesome one. I agree, hundred percent. Yep. Okay. Uh, okay. Back got, to overall. best overall. You got a best overall? Well, there's two. If there, if it has to be in my. Okay, collection. we want the best overall. And it, it, we're, now we're trying for 2018, Mike. Well, I know. Okay. I, I know. I'm always five years ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the C one thirty, just because the anticipation, I didn't even get to see it fly, yep. but I think you keep talking. I'm I think I hit it out of the park on that one. Um, so that's going to be my best overall overall plane. But if it has to be something that I own, and I hate to admit it, it's going to be the F one hundred five Cherokee, just because I think I'm like, okay, how many planes have I bought two of? And the that, Thunder Chief, and it's the Thunder Chief, not I bought, the Cherokee. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, correct. Thanks for correcting me. It would be the Thunder Chief, and it's just because I purchased two of them, and not many planes do I purchase two of unless I really like how it looks or flies. In this case, it's how it looks that I bought two of the Cher- or, uh, Thunder Chiefs. Pardon me. I don't know why I got Cherokee to mind. I, it might be because of the Chief on the front. Oh. Maybe gonna, that's why I'm thinking it. I'm going to come the out there Chief. with you, and I want you to teach me to fly mine because <laughs> I... Chief. I've got the other one sitting there, and it's just like I know you that, gave it a negative report, I, and I, I think I was it was sent set up. One. I honestly think it's configured. I think you're right because I I was sent that from the manufacturer to do a video for it, and it was supposed to be like my first EDF mm-hmm. and stuff. Well, I, which I I don't think it should be anyone's first. EDF, I I flew. So that's one problem you might. The free wing um, uh, F eighty six Saber jet, and that is a big plane. I flew that and landed it. So you like gear, no gyro, gear. You like jets with gear no gyro, no too. nothing. That was basically my first take it off and land it yourself. And the guy was so impressed, he gave me the jet. At, at wow, yeah, he gave it to me. It was at Nephi. It was a um, RC jet dude, Steve Hodges. He gave it to me. Wow. Well, then I brought that home. Then I put that Thunder Chief together. And I'm like, well, I can fly this, you know. I you did everything that they said to do. I mean, I adjusted the throttle. I adjusted everything. And that thing just kept lawn darting no matter hmm. how hard I threw it. And I, finally I got so upset and so mad. I said, there's no way that this is what they intended the end it's user's experience to be. Yeah, it definitely. should not be this hard. Don't sell a product that's this hard to fly. Yeah. With, without I, a warning, this is a level five, mm-hmm. you know, hand-tossing mm-hmm. jet. I might have got lucky because I'll tell you, mine went as soon as we yeah, threw it. Yeah, that's like, why I thought maybe awesome. she had an issue. I, I think I, or something. everybody yeah. tells me that. So I, I've bought a second one. Mm-hmm. So I want to go out, and that's mm-hmm. like, and I still have I want to get this off my too, back, and I want to get one, yeah. get it back in the air. Um, Chloe, I have a question for you because I, I, me and Andre, I think have talked about this a little bit. Um, and you, I don't know, we could be off our rocker on this, but. 
do you think that you are so accustomed to flying AS3X planes and the with the safe you? technology? Yes. Oh, yes. That when you get on a, a plane that doesn't have that, that, yeah, it hinders you or you don't like the flying characteristics of it? It could be. And no, well, yes and no. Yes and no. I've, I have both planes yeah. with and without it. Mm-hmm. Um, in the case of the Thunder Chief, it wasn't even, I wasn't even able to get to the point where I was able to say I was flying. Yeah. It basically went yeah, about, yeah. you know, 25, 50 feet and it just kept dropping on me at full throttle, low hmm. throttle. I mean, I went with George Baker. He gave me all his settings mm-hmm. I, I from Tired Iron and. Was you banking too tight that it would long dart anything? Literally I know went straight. Okay. I mean, I would. I tried different wow. angles. I tried everything and could not get this thing to go. So I was just, you using three cell or four cell. I was using the three, three cell, cell. Um, thirteen hundred okay. uh-huh. Admiral battery. Okay. So wow. I did everything, and I figured something was just wrong with mine. Mm-hmm. So I bought the second one. So mm-hmm. on my two thousand nineteen, that. I'm gonna check that box. It's like one of those lofty yeah. goals. I'm gonna fly that Thunder Chief one way or another. I'm mm-hmm. gonna get one in the air. Yeah. Hopefully the motor wasn't but, spinning backwards. But going, I noticed that. On but going back to your was, question, yeah. yeah, the AS3X and the safe. Because I learned on that, yeah. there is a comfort level mm-hmm. that you have to adjust from. And <clears throat> the, the, to sum it up, I remember I handed the controls of one of my planes over to you, Chris, and you were like, whoa, what's wrong with oh, this thing? Oh, yeah. And, and you were like, oh, I'm, I got the Turn safe on. Off. I turned yeah. it off and you got comfortable. Yeah. Well, I had that same moment this summer. Mm-hmm. I was flying uh, my dad's plane. And he handed me the controls. I'm like, ooh, what is wrong with this thing? Why is it why so is, limited? Yeah. Why is this yeah. not doing what I want it to do? Yeah. Well, I realized in that moment, I went flashback to you, mm-hmm. you know, with the cub and all the other stuff. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, I've evolved from this. Yeah. My flying style does not match these limited at. envelope yeah. banking and pitching. Mm-hmm. No. So no. now it feels much more comfortable to have it off. Right. Yeah. Right. And the, th- the, you know, a lot of my planes, some of them have it, some of them don't, but the weird thing was I really noticed it, and I think Andre did too, and I think we talked about it a little bit, is when he was down here and he had the Grand Tundra and we took out the Carbon Z Cub, it was pretty windy that day. <laughs> I flew the yeah. Tundra, and I didn't have no problems with it, but you had to be on the sticks and you had to fly it. And we threw up the Carbon Z Cub, which you had is a little bit bigger, maybe a little heavier. Um, but with the AS3X, that thing was just completely solid like it just I don't fly anything with the S3X your timber your timber that's the only plane I have yeah and I I think it's only because you program it and I shut it off I can't well the AS3X is still in there yeah yeah. but you don't have the safe yeah I I just built I just don't fly with that that feature I like the the AS3X I just built the Hangar 9 um, Carbon Cub 15cc Mm -hmm. gas powered yeah and I put the Evolution engine in it I got AS3X in that baby. Yeah. And when I put my X cup together, I'm putting the uh, AS3X module in that as well mm-hmm. because I want that stabilization of flight. It it is comfortable for me and I, you know, it's just like commercial pilots they don't they really use, fly they the, the plane. Well, yeah. the They're guiding the, yes. the plane with yeah. the assistance of gyros. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. But Andre, I, I, didn't you agree? Didn't we talk about when you we traded back and forth with the between the Grand Tundra and the Carbon Z Cub? We noticed a difference, you know, in flying characteristics with the AS3X. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah, like you said, the, the Carbon was it was a lot like flying a bus. <laughs> it yeah. was a big. <laughs> 
tank and but but that that works in its benefit too right so mm-hmm. yeah it's a it, it, there there is a difference and even i've had it before where you know you're flying things and it does a little odd stuff in here and there but there are a couple aircraft that i that i enjoy um the the safe in that little umx timber mm-hmm. uh, every once in a while i mean i'll throw the safe on drop the flaps and do coordinated turns you <laughs> yes. know Oh, so. No, not coordinated terms. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> technology, that technology is, is transformative, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's transformative. Yeah. But, but I agree, it's got its place. And uh, mm-hmm. there are points. Um, what was it? It was the um, your big uh, your big wing there, Chris. Oh, the Optera. Um, the Optera. And Chris, yeah. I was flying that for him. And he says, here, I'll turn it on. And, and it was just like, <laughs> I'm like trying to yeah. bank the plane and yeah. it's just yep. taking it's meandering around i'm like turn that off you know yeah. like let me fly right so right. uh i like i like the fact that it's there to save um the aurora tech that's in my flex jet is just as good mm-hmm. and uh, has done it so oh by the way i did find a plane of the year for myself chris all right let's hear it all i right. want to hear it drum roll you know what so so years ago years yeah. ago when i was first getting into it and Stuart, who just popped onto live was all part of that little discussion mm-hmm. what did i get that was fast and yellow efx racer yes what did they come out this year that i absolutely thought was fantastic as they took the efx racer and the efx extras power system because the oh. extra is one with the chop wings yeah and they merged the two of those together so you could actually finally get an uh 4s 2200 versus a smaller 1800 oh. and a better prop a better power system mm-hmm. you're not running this little five inch prop yeah and the yeah. only negative i say to that bigger prop is you don't get the same sound yes you don't get that that how that that mm-hmm. racer because whenever i flew the racer through the forest the guys all stop and look because it was just taking this reverberating just howling pitch sound but anyhow if i had to pick something it's yellow it takes four s 2200s it takes a decent sized prop it's got a metal spinner boom 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 there you go there you go i'll take hey, that hey, good choice all right, Mike, you yeah. said you finally had one, right? I already talked mine. Oh, the C-130? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, what, about, what about the V-900? That's pretty close to that. Yeah, but you I mean, had some issues with the V-900. I do, Have you but, talked about that at all? <laughs> V-900 hauls the mail. And that's a uh, uh, E-Flight Horizon Hobby Yeah, I think V-900. it's their answer to the EFX. EFX, yeah. I, yeah, the only issue that I've had with it, because it is a belly lander, mm-hmm. is... You have to learn to program or, or put your prop on. Um, it by default they put the brake on mm-hmm. on the ESC, and that way the prop stops at a certain yeah, spot when you bad. take it off. But the problem is that thing's moving so fast that even with the brake on, the propeller's still spinning as you're coming in. Mm-hmm. You really have to mm-hmm. learn to slow that plane down. Have a lot of area to slow it down and get it down and then just plop it mm. into the grass. Otherwise, no. you will snap your yeah. prop. And and didn't that plane have a issue? Uh, what, uh, it's weak in the back yes. where the, the, the... Fuselage comes up by the tail. By, by, and the, the, tail, by the stable. At the yes. Oh, so it's snapping? Yes. There is a, it, some people have experienced issues where they're pulling such forces that it's cracking there. But what people have been going through mm. is putting carbon fiber rods They'll take a little razor blade, mm-hmm. slit it, mm-hmm. put some carbon fiber yeah. in there, glue it. I think for an update to that plane, that would be a really good recommendation for the manufacturer to update that part. I had the same issue happen to uh, – I've got two of them. They mm-hmm. happened to both of mine. Um, 
Other than that, though, that thing is a screaming demon. You saw me <laughs> oh, fly yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. I thought that plane was way over my pay grade, and I was because it has the stabilization in yeah. it. I was able to open that thing up. Yeah. Right. It holds. Oh, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know what? I'm in the mood. I got the need for speed, yes. and you go out, and these things make you smile. But it, it's funny because you have to think, okay, I'm going to land. Now I got to do about a lap and a half or two laps yes. to get off all the speed before <laughs> yeah. I come yeah. in. It's like flying the jet. You're squinting and squeezing and yeah. pinching, and you're like, it's uh, over. Thank God. Listen, you know what you need to try your airplane if you ever have a chance at Fury Field? Because I flew the yellow one, and Ooh. it was funny because Wayne was there to take pictures, and I, I tanked the battery so fast because you have so much room that you're like full throttle turn around come back full throttle right and I'm like I, maybe I did two or three passes and I'm like I'm out of juice now I gotta land this thing when when I take that 900 up I took it up at the school mm-hmm. you know it's an attention getter oh yeah <laughs> like everybody yeah. when I'm flying our normal planes they yeah. don't even pay too much attention anymore when I take this up the football team, everybody up there prize they of the sound stop. That generates, you think? <laughs> yeah. I assume the sound yeah. is well, a Oh yeah. That and it's moving like a right. rocket. Like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Right. And it's the same way uh, we <laughs> noticed with the FPV wing. Obviously it's not as fast, but it's got the quad <laughs> motor on it with that prop. The this one hanging yeah, up they're pulling the wing apart and we That thing is so loud, it's unbelievable. Oh, it. Yeah. It is loud. Um, I just remember every time we launch it, the wing would break apart the magnetic <laughs> yeah, wing. Separate. Like we're separated three Yeah, side. that was funny. But it was flying okay. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> like I don't know you're how. Like, you better pull that in before that servo wire pulls <laughs> yeah, out of that thing. Yeah, crap. That's funny. All right, is, am I up then? Last yeah, yeah, you're you're up. Okay, my best overall. Are you ready for it? Is a C one thirty. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, you took my pick. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Everyone's now. And, you have more to talk about. It yeah, and sure. just the, I just love the reason it. for that is. You know, we've different. been we've been yeah begging for a plane like this. We've talked about it hundreds of times, you know, and it was funny that we just talked about that the podcast before it was released. Andre and I had a big laugh about it. We're like, why doesn't somebody make a commercial plane or a big C one thirty or something like that? And boom, the next thing we know, you know, Steve was was snickering under his breath during that podcast, knowing that, you know, they were gonna kind of release this and let it out of the bag. Um so you know, just for what you're getting, I think the price point is amazing. You're getting a big, oh. beautiful uh, Warbird, four engines. It flies amazing. And again, the thing I, I do like about it, it's not overly big. It only flies on four cells, so you're not having to go out a and buy the cell. $100 six-cell battery. Change your chargers and everything. It flies amazing. Uh, Chloe was there, seen it yep. in person. Uh, I'm jealous. Can't believe I haven't seen this. It's a good, yet. sturdy aircraft. It is. Like, you know the gear on it is I unbelievable. Asked you how it flew and yeah, like it, flew it like was amazing. Uh, the it came fast. down like a shopping cart. Yeah, it, it comes down with all those wheels. Yeah. It just sounds like a shopping cart landed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Flopping wheel on everything. Oh. I, I can only imagine that would be an eye getter at the field. Oh, yeah. For it looks because it it's large. Oh, it looks so it good in the air. Yeah. You saw it. Oh, and, and, and the parachute men coming like, yeah. out. Yeah, you had like the parachute men coming out. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that is so, so dope. Yeah. <laughs> It, yeah, and you know, just the little features like oh, you just man. mentioned, the car, the working cargo I door, see the lighted yes. inside too, with like, the lights oh, inside, and we need so more cool. cargo door planes. Yeah, like I got the Bushmule. Mm-hmm. We'll eventually, have the C one thirty. Yeah. But, I think E-Flight and some of these other manufacturers like Flightline and right. Raywing, they need to get a cargo door plane. Yeah. 
So uh, I'm hoping we've had the discussion before. I'm hoping now that you know Hobby King took that leap, and and I think I think they follow. did a good job. You know, yeah. and, and these other uh, developers and manufacturers can get a hold of this, which I'm sure they do, and look at it and go, okay, you know that, yeah, I see what they did and how they did it, and hopefully can keep the the, the decent price point. You know, in that size, and uh, well, they stand back and they watch. It's kind of like watching a TV series that goes out, you know, out of the box. Yes, and the rest of the networks watch and go, "Okay, let's see if this works, and yes. then we'll make something like yeah. it." Yes, I think they're going to see next year and the year after. You're going to see some people following. That. I, I hope so. Just kind of like Andre and I have have laughed about this forever. Is the big high wing? You know, when when the Beaver first come out and got traction and seen what you know you could do with a high wing you know, trainer type plane, boom. Now they're everywhere. And there was a two years ago or a year ago, they were, that, that was the big thing was these high wing trainer fly anywhere, stole capability airplanes. Now where we see uh, this transition going into the jets a little bit, the jets are coming back. They're making them better, easier to fly. Yeah. Of course they're stepping up to the six cell, but that's the nature of the beast. So now that the, the C one thirties out, I'm hoping that the, they can look at that and go, Oh, okay. That is possible. Maybe we can, a, uh, we maybe can do an this. Osprey with a cargo. We're kind of like talking about wish list things we want. You know, there's some of the things like on the jets, you mentioned stuff, they're still not making it easy to upgrade or change things out like motors and blades mm-hmm. and stuff. You almost have to do surgery on your plane. Yeah. I would like to see them doing more modular, modular yeah. put together where your, your EDF just drops out the bottom. Mm-hmm. Your, your motors are easily upgradable mm-hmm. and they make that part of the entry point where the plane is cheaper one way. Yeah. But they offer all these things where you can use 3d print or you uh-huh. can purchase from them mm-hmm. additional upgrade parts that, that for me is like, I would love that. Yeah, I, I uh, we'll have to see what happens next year. It would be nice year. to be able to 3D print parts that you bust. There's no doubt about right. it. Yeah. Right, yeah. So there you have it, the uh, best overall, our thoughts. Oh, we're all kind of different, too. A lot of what I didn't Well, expect. different perspectives, yeah. you know, from pilot you know, experience right. to how long you've been in the that, hobby yep. and stuff, what's important mm-hmm. to you. Yep. Yeah. And All there's right. going to be some cool stuff. So, yeah, I mentioned some of my highlights for 2018. So I uh, – I have to do a big shout out to uh, to flight test because if they go in the direction they're going to that big A10, oh, that mm-hmm. was that was so cool. Yeah, let's jump into that since you mentioned it. Even uh, my buddy from work shared me that video. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like, yeah. check this out. This is cool. So, he's not yeah. even in our seat. So. Yeah, where do we where do we think, Andre? This you know they got the new type of foam out and things seem to be yeah. getting bigger and better. Well, and uh, so, so so this this they haven't released this yet, but it's basically it's it's bigger sheets of foam. So like you know mm-hmm. when, when when they do their manufacturing, they can put in four sheets of twenty by thirty. So this is one. And it's a little bit thicker. Mm-hmm. So it's just a giant application you know and, and so i flew this thing and it was on the c-pack so you know 4s aircraft and it uh-huh. flew great now who who's going to go after this and i said well the interesting part to this is is the potential of attracting a whole other market share uh you know guys who have their fms or their their uh their free wing a10 mm-hmm. will be like hey i can fly this other a10 i don't need landing gear you know so during the middle of the winter people like me if you can get this thing in your car you know ta-da so so bigger scale foam board airplanes that don't cost a whole lot of money i mean you're still in there for parts and building and everything but that'd still be kind of cool 
Um, so yeah, but that, that was neat. It flew great though. That was the funny part. So mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this thing really flew great. But, uh, yeah. Are they planning modular power plants like they normally do on their planes? Like where you can pull them out and put them in a, cause that's what I like about flight tests. You don't mm-hmm. have to keep the power pods, the power, yeah, pods, power yeah. pods. Yeah. Well, they have a yeah. bigger power pod for those. This one was long term. They they do they are looking at EDFs. It's just it's a market that they're they're they haven't found the right the right blend yet. But this was a CPAC that that, that run in. So they had their you know the motors. They had the the you know where the you know jet engine would be. But actually, it had two props mounted on the front of the wing, and it actually worked really well because once you were in the air, you couldn't actually see the prop. And I mean, at first, I was like, oh, it's it's propped, right? But once I was in the air flying, it was great, and I was doing flat spins with an A10, you know, oh and just pushing gosh. it, driving it around, right? So, yeah. hmm. uh, anything else that you know? You're you're pretty uh, up on the the flight test category thing. Uh, new planes or, or anything that's they, caught your interest? Oh yeah, they're 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 well. I mean, they just came out with a brand new uh, motor pack uh, called Radials, and those motors, uh, so bigger ESCs, mm-hmm. slightly more beefy motors, so you can run it on 3S or 4S or even bigger if you so desire. And they just keep, you know, they keep pushing. And, you know, I've been yeah. playing away. I've been doing some flying this weekend. And, you know, they're just refining their their, their line. And, you know, hopefully in the summer we'll see a couple different, uh, some new warbirds and stuff like that. It's a refresh the line a little bit and keep going. But, uh, you know, look at this thing. This thing is going out after yeah, the show. Yeah, you got to talk about that a little bit because that thing oh, is amazing. Sorry. Look at the size of this thing. Oh, the reason they call those radials is because they made it the front of the, the engines look like radial oh, engines. Really? Yeah. They, oh, wow. So yeah. they, I don't know how they're stamping those in, but the front of the engine, the electric really? motor looks like a radial. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Look at that so. beast. <laughs> that is we'll a find beast. out this thing goes. This is what happens when you sit there and you have a bunch of uh, you know parts lying around and you you need to build because it's cold and icky outside. So that thing I can't cool. wait to go flying with this thing and try it out. So there were a bunch of multi rotor, you know, I think those uh-huh. are fifteen amp ECs in there. You know, nothing too crazy. No, uh, no, no. It's what happens when you make a design error between right, a Lancaster and a, and a B twenty four. It's his own creation. You know? It kind of looks so, like a Lancaster or a Sea Duck. Sea Duck is what I thought of at the front. That is so, cool. We'll looking. see how it goes. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Duck had a it's a, it's a, what do we call it? We called it a liver and caster. <laughs> a liver and caster. That's cool. Uh, we'll see how it goes today. Uh, 3S, I might charge up a 4S and try a 4S in there and just see how it goes. But, I mean, it should have enough power. The only issue I noticed, I was doing a taxi test, and, and I caught one of the props in the snow and shot the uh, shot the nut off right away. Oh, so wow. it'll be basically – well, I was goofing around yeah. and dipped a wing into oh, the snow, got you. right? Because, yeah. you know, there are no floats, not like the sea duck. And I'm like, well, if I keep flying in the winter. But I'm not going to take off. It's, 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 it's a light enough design. It's a narrow enough fuselage that I can just toss it and go. So – yeah. Try it. See what happens. Right. Um, if it crashes and explodes, I'll have video. <laughs> real quick, too, since we were talking about the sea duck and everything, uh, before we get to the radios and, and the tech, uh, mm. I'm really looking forward, too, to the uh, – what was the plane that Steve was talking about? You know, we were he, we were talking the about – The Albatross. Yes, the Albatross, because yeah. not only does it look good, but mm-hmm. Steve said that was – one of the only planes that they got designed and f- flying wise and everything that was darn near 
perfect. Mm. Like he could yeah. sit and tell you and pick apart C-130 on things that w- he would have liked to change or done different. Just they can't, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a manufacturing process or a cost feature or whatever. But he said the Albatross is, I mean, darn near a perfect RC airplane. Wow. So it'll be real interesting when that thing shows up here in 2019 to get our hands on that and see what and that who's thing. releasing that one? Hobby King, I think, is it under Avios or the Durafly? Is it big enough for Avios? It's gonna be Avios. 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 Aren't they doing the yeah. Buffalo? Um, we, they, yes. Yep. Yeah. Buffalo oh, yeah. will it's, be it's coming tough. out. Uh, yeah. What was the other small one? The Buffalo. The was Buffalo is a hand toss. Yes. Be like the show uh, throw or yeah. show or whatever. Like yeah. kind of like yeah. the Bonanza. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to the Albatross to see. Uh, See what that the Albatross does. is a float plane. It's a it's a right. Navy style float plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dieter was asking. Um, in the future, yeah, we're going to be talking with Hobby King. Uh, I've reached out. Toby from their CEO reached mm-hmm. out, and Ian, and so. But I decided I would wait till the new year yep. to get yep. into those conversations because what's the point over the holidays, right? Yep. Yep. So we will be talking to them. We'll, uh, we'll have to figure out you know who's going to come on discuss uh, you know the future of Hobby King. We do want to get Matt and everything, and obviously. Yep. There will be some nice little treats coming out from our friends from Motion RC. Yep. You know, so we'll the year is going to be pretty good rolling into 2019. <laughs> yeah, we will get Chad on. I promise. We've just been so busy. Uh, I still have been talking to the uh, the Heli guys, the Freefall podcast guys, Kevin and um, yes. Steve. Uh, we're just waiting. Like I said, the holidays get over and we get into the new year. So they'll be coming on. I know a lot of people want to talk some helis and get into that. And so it'd be interesting to see what's new in the heli world. I haven't been keeping up. So lots coming up in sure. 2019 for sure. Um, so let's jump in real quick because we're over two hours. I still got emails. We still got technology too. Technology will touch. Uh, I got the winner picked out for the uh, get oh, FPV. Yeah. The so motors, yep. the motors. Yep. Motor giveaway. Uh, so let's talk radios real quick. Obviously, us here besides Andre, we all fly Spectrum. We know the IX12 has been out for a while. But I didn't buy it till August. Right. I still haven't opened the box till just now. But um, <laughs> that's a shame. Uh, I've had it about six months and never even. Opened. I'm curious to talk to Chloe a little bit about because you've got quite a bit of time now. So you've had yeah, it for that's a while. I wanted to hear your likes. And well, yeah, about I, is this a radio to change the future? Do you think do you see the rest of manufacturers kind of going this way? You know, or or radios in the future going this way, or do you think this is? Just a fad. Is it and, more than you need? Yeah. I, guess, I mean, is it all the bells and whistles? Is it really worth it? Well, it depends. <clears throat> if you've already been flying for a while mm-hmm. and say you're, you know, a seasoned veteran, a lot of these things that are offered on the iX12, they may be just uh, I, with the Android interface and everything, mm-hmm. it's easier to access and type it in for the millennials and the younger yeah. people that like to do that on their phone. Mm-hmm. If you're like me, that you like to have that access and you don't want to scroll through yeah. all these things, you're going to love it. If you're of the older school and you're used to flipping through screens and you know you know where everything's at and you're comfortable, there's going to be a little bit of a mind uh, process, a thought change yeah. of switching over to this because you're now going to have to reacquaint yourself. But the good news is it's very intuitive, very easy. So if you're using an iPhone or an Android phone, you're going to find the menu is very comfortable to swipe and touch and, and, and manipulate the screens. Um, <clears throat> as far as the you know functionality, what I like about it is I don't have to disconnect anything to update it. It's got Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, 
all that good stuff. So I can just update and get everything right through my radio. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't use it to get on YouTube, although you can do all that stuff on there. I don't think that's really the true intent of what that's yes, for, right. because most everybody's got an iPhone and or, or an Android, and they can get on that, and it's easier. But with the the ability to update your your firmware and your download, um, you know, different profiles for your planes and so forth, right through the Wi-Fi, I love that, and I love being able to the voice commands. I love when I change my switches in the DX9 and the older ones that offered that feature, you had to just scroll through limited options that would, uh, you know, you had to, like, if you want landing gear down, you had to choose landing gear down. You know, you couldn't, you had to scroll through that wheel to find it. And it was a pain. And I actually wore my wheel out doing all that kind of stuff on my DX9. On my IX12, you can just type it in and say whatever you want. You can just say, you know, ducks are on the pond and it's going to say that. Oh, wow. Whatever you name it, yeah. you can do that. And you can assign other voice commands to other actions, um, alerts and alarms. Uh, if you're using telemetry, like I have my battery flight pack being told That's back to me. That's going to be new to me when I use this radio. I it, never had telemetry. It's nice. I tie it in sure. when, when the, it sets an alarm off battery pack low or flight time's That's up. Nice. Based on, like if you have the radian and you're going to go up, and you don't know you don't what your battery's hours, at. Yeah. yeah. Well, this will tell you back, and you can set the alarms to tell you all that. That's awesome. And you can do that stuff in the DX9, Other, but yeah. it's more narrow It's going to be a huge choice. jump for me because I didn't have the DX9, so it's going to be a huge jump yeah. curve Now, me. a couple I questions, mean, Chloe, real I quick. I the older generation. Um, Mike Finley said that he heard that the Android interface is really slow. Um, again, if you're comparing it to the DX9, mm-hmm. okay, and I'm going to use that because I own yes. that one and it yes. kind of works like the other Similar. ones. Mm-hmm. The DX9, uh, chart, when you turn it on, it's just on. Mm-hmm. It's right there. Yeah. When you turn your phone on, it doesn't just come right on. Uh-huh. It's the same. I when see. you turn it on, there is a boot sequence for the Android, mm-hmm. but... I've noticed that there is a separation, and I don't know the scientific or engineering words for this, but when I turn on my controller, if my receiver is on in my plane, it's ready to go with the last profile, even before that screen is optimal. Oh, okay. And if I've had the screen lock up on me, Mm -hmm. a glitch or something, I did not lose any control. control. It keeps... Separate, isolated. It's all isolated. So... In that regard, you do lose like the ability to see your flight time and all that stuff. Yeah. Your screen goes blank, and right. it's only done that to me twice. And that was the, there's been many firmware updates since then. But it's mm-hmm. safeguarded from you, not like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah, right. Which we talked about that. Yeah, yeah it's all right. it's all really now. Good. Does it eat up battery life? Because I know with my current transmitter, I run it all year without charging. It, it does now have a different know. battery system than the standard ones. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'd imagine it goes through battery life a little quicker than the older radios. It doesn't. It doesn't. If you turn and leave the Bluetooth running and all that, the Wi-Fi on, mm-hmm. yeah, your battery's going to drop. Now, in the recent updates in the last year, they've changed it so you can put it in a hibernation or sleep mode by um, you just double click the button really quick and it gives you the option to put it in a hibernation or sleep mode. And it's it's in the RF is off, so you're not controlling any plane or anything. And and there's no antennas running like your your um, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. None of that's running. I tend to uh, keep my Bluetooth and Wi-Fi always off unless I'm doing an update. Okay. And 
I have not been able to see any difference so in runtime. So there's ways time. to conserve the battery. Is yeah. What you're saying uh, if you run everything on it and yeah, you're running the screen on bright constantly <laughs> and everything else, yeah, it's going to run it out. But again, I've gone out with my DX9 and been out all day flying with it, and and it's plenty of battery. Yes. It goes from 8.4 down to you know 7.2 or something yeah. by the end of the day. This battery's measured a little differently. It has a different charger to it. Um, you won't be able to use your old charger and right. stuff. But I've been able to do the same thing, fly all day on mm-hmm. it, and just no conserving problems. my battery, keeping it in the safe mode when or yeah. the sleep mode when yep. I'm not running it. Right. And it's perfectly fine. Perfect. And if you are, let's say you're out in the field, when you first start the day, you're going to power it up just like you would your phone. Mm-hmm. It takes about 30 seconds to a minute to be ready for the full system to be ready. Mm-hmm. And then you're, because you, you're going to choose your Spectrum Airware app on there mm-hmm. that brings up everything on the screen. Gotcha. But when you keep it in sleep mode or hibernate mode, whatever you want to call it, yeah. when you go to retrieve your radio and fly your next plane, you just hit the button. It's instantly Instant. right there. It's actually faster mm-hmm. than turning on your DX9. Right. Okay. Um, Chloe, maybe you can kind of answer this too, but George Baker says, I had an IX-12, and if you fly a lot, the IX-12 is a pain. Now, maybe, George, you can elaborate on that a little bit. Why is it a pain? Is that Now, is that do you know why, Chloe, why, why if you're flying that? a lot? It would be a pain. Um, I can only imagine that it has something to do with switching the, between airplane profiles. Uh-huh. And for me, it, it's it's basically instant. I uh-huh. I've got it down so quick. I can. I've watched my dad and I. He still flies with his X nine or mm-hmm. DX nine, and I'm with the IX twelve. I can be flipped over to another plane within seconds. If you know what you're doing with the DX nine and you're very comfortable, again, it's just click click roll roll yeah. done done yeah. and you're done. Right. You can probably almost beat me by guarantee i can flip to the profile faster with the ix12 oh than you yeah can ever get through those buttons in the DX9. yeah because how many times that stupid roller you go past what yeah. you want and then you go back and you're like dang it <laughs> now, i hate the roller there there's there's definitely um some people are going to love the roller wheel some people are going to love mm-hmm. the android and that's why they offer both but i do think eventually they're going to come out with a higher offering mm-hmm. in that you know, computer-based, screen-based, I think they will eventually. Yeah. And and just messing with your radio a little bit, looking, you know, at the screen and everything, it looks so easy and intuitive, like, yeah. to change things and oh, color-coded. I, I put my planes, uh, I can actually take a picture of my plane or download them off of, uh, like, Horizon oh, yeah. or whatever. And you, right in the corner, it shows you the picture of all my planes. Oh, nice. I have, like... Pictures of like the designers, like uh, I'll have like Craig Green uh-huh. or, or Ali Mashinchi, whoever designed the plane, they're modeling the plane. Oh, on yeah. There. I have it right there and they're flying. So I'm like, there's my buddies. Oh, right that's there, cool. You know? yeah. Yes, it's dope. Wow. That's good. Dang it. I forgot my other question. There, there's just a lot of. A, a lot of things that gives you that panel just gives you a lot of options there. Yeah. How you doing, Andre? You all right? <laughs> like, you out? Steam. I know. I know. We're trying to get through this. Um, so, yeah, besides the IX-12, I think, you know, there hasn't been really too much new. Uh, well, the battery technology that come out. Well, that's what I want to talk about next. But as far as radio wise, I think that's probably the biggest thing is IX-12 that I can think of. Um, George says when you're. Changing from plane to plane, no way you can change faster than the DX9. The active, oh, let me see what I totally disagree. Says that <laughs> the activating takes seconds. Mm-mm. Oh, oh, I know what he's talking about. Yeah, there is a point where you have a loading bar. Uh-huh. That party is correct. When you're loading the thing, there's like maybe like a three or four second where it's going loading, loading, loading. Oh, okay. Loading. 
But to actually get to the menus is what I was talking about. I, I can totally beat anybody through that roller wheel going, because all I do is click once yeah, clicking at the top. It's instantly yeah. showing all my planes all at once. And I don't have to scroll it. through them. Oh, just pictures nice. of them. I just That's click awesome. on the picture of yeah. the plane I want and done. Yeah. Oh, now, cool. It's dope. My, my question <laughs> is, and I don't know if you can answer this. So if he's saying it takes that few seconds with that loading bar, but once you click on that plane, do you have control and everything's good, but that loading bar is just putting the information no, on the screen? No, no. You, you don't have control because once you click on it, there's going to be a loading screen and then it confirms right there. This is your plane. Here's everything. Mm-hmm. And then you just hit back to the main screen and you're done mm. and it's it's loaded. So in that regard, George is correct. It is faster on the DX9. But you're talking like seconds. It's not even measure. It's like, who cares? Yeah. You're going to spend more time putting your battery in than yeah. anything. You know, it's, right. it's not even worth yeah. it. So again, it's just a matter of convenience right. and how you like to handle it. Yeah. Does, it, does and, it bug you with updates and notifications? I was going to ask. I turn that off how many updates do you get i've only updated mine twice this year and that's because i wanted to go in and retrieve them Mm -hmm. because on the spectrum and on the horizon site they announced they had a you know another update and of course i wanted that and i do that with my dx9 whenever they yes and the dx9 doesn't tell you when When, there's an update yes so it is nice right and it gives you hints too it tells you swipe down to do this and you can turn all that off it it actually will give you assistance right And one thing I just wanted to throw out there, even if it takes three or four seconds for that to load in, normally I switch my plane, right? You switch whatever plane you're flying, and then you're putting the battery in or checking it out or doing whatever. Yeah, you want to way more than three seconds. Yes, battery. So I don't, I don't think that three or four seconds. I would. It's 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 not even worth mentioning. Now, if it was like taking thirty seconds to a minute to load that, Mm -hmm. well, I would have a problem with that. Yeah, but it's just basically nothing. Yeah. How about touch screen in the winter? That's a good point, Andre. Oh yeah, uh, screen. Depending on like how you have it turned on, you know, there's if it's glare or whatever. I haven't had any issue with glare or nothing. What like about that. you know, hands are cold, gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be for some people. It hasn't been for me. I don't do a lot of winter flying, mm-hmm. so I'm not really fully qualified to talk on that. Point. Yeah. I know I bought the touch gloves. I was just going to say, but, buy a but pair of touch gloves. They did gloves. not work very easily, oh, no? at least for my phone oh, when I was okay. hunting. Yeah. I could not get things hit right with it's them the gloves. It's the same with your phone. It would be the same. Whatever your question would be on that, it would be the same of As operating a, a your phone. phone yeah. yeah. You can even use a stylus just like you do on your phone. Hmm. All right. Well, there we go. That's the radio tech uh, or the radio tech, I guess. So real quick, let's just jump into tech. The only thing really that caught my eye as far as tech um, is battery technology. I know like the graphene's uh, brought out the Panther batteries, but I think the biggest thing that we've we've talked about are the Spectrum smart batteries and their new chargers. And I know you have that stuff. Again, is it something it's kind of we're not going to see down the road. Is this something, you know, obviously they're expensive. Uh, and we, we just talked on a couple podcasts ago about whether, you know, is it worth it to pay the money for the smart batteries and the smart charger? Uh, and is it something everybody else is going to roll down to in the future? Or is this, you know, from somebody that has money to you know burn in a hole in their pocket and wants to try something new? Well, speaking from somebody that just Basically, about a year and a half, two years ago, got back into the hobby, bought everything new. Right. You know, I have a profit charger from Horizon. It was like 300 bucks or whatever. Actually got two of them 
keep one in the car, one in the shop, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got probably a couple grand in batteries with oh yeah, either Roaring Tops or you know E Flights or mm-hmm. Connects, whatever. I've got tons of them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> one thing that um, I like about the smart battery, and I think that it's something that I don't think everybody's going to race right out and say I, I need to replace my batteries right now, but I think it's a it's a thing that may be trending in all manufacturing going forward that mm-hmm. they should pick up on mm-hmm. is the smart technology. What it does is it basically um, takes a lot of the thinking out. When you plug the battery in, it automatically sets the chemistry of the battery, does logging on that battery mm-hmm. and tells you the history of the charging and discharging and so forth. But it also uh, has a chip inside the battery that after a while, if you haven't used it, it can mm. actually be set to discharge itself. That's what I need. So you put it, it puts itself in storage. Yes. And so that for me that is amazing. Be, yes. Yes. That right there. And it's only, you know, when you compare the price of the batteries, it's only basically a couple dollars more. Mm-hmm. It's not like, again, it's it, it's like arguing over the price of a stamp. Who cares? Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, and that's my biggest thing. We we talked a little bit on All the my podcast. Batteries are either fully charged, yes. or completely discharged, yeah, right. in yes. storage right now. Yes. How often speak. do you have to sit there? I hate. I never I hate having to go through. Hour. I did it. It took me two days of just sitting oh, yeah. down watching TV in yeah. my shop, discharging. Case, yeah, yeah. I don't like to leave my right. batteries on the charger, even discharging. Right. So. You know, I've got some of the new batteries. I got both a DC and an AC charger. Mm-hmm. They just came out with the AC charger. Uh, the only thing I would like to see them do with the AC charger is get a four-port charger. Oh, the two, yeah. The two-port charger just doesn't cut it. Yeah. And they're about 100, I think I'll lay around 169 or something like that. And, and what are the benefits of their new smart chargers? Well, again, you know, and and do they charge regular batteries or yes. just, oh, they do. Everything, okay, yeah. everything. And All right. The, the, I should say the the smart batteries themselves can be charged on a regular charger. Mm-hmm. The difference is, is there's an extra wire that's going through the charger, and mm-hmm. it's backwards compatible for the EC3 okay. and EC5. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, you can the, it's all the same connections. The difference is that little pin in the center is going to be what gives it the its information. smart information data okay. going back and forth. Yep. So yep. you you don't have to go out and rechange all your ends and all mm-hmm. that stuff and. If you want to use your old batteries on your new charger, you can do that too. Okay. It, the difference is yeah. it's not going to read the smart chip that's on yeah. there because there's You're no smart chip in your battery. Feature, yeah. So again, let's just say you have, I don't know, let's say you buy two, uh, four 2200 batteries and mm-hmm. you go out to the field, you fly them all, you bring yep. them all back yep. and you put them on the charger. Mm-hmm. The charger is going to remember the chemistry and log that battery's information. You can scroll through it and see the logs of that battery. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you yep. know, it, you can watch the chemistry of that battery's history and stuff. I'd be interested so to it, see the history when it's like a round cylinder. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you. So when you, when, you, that pump. when you, yeah, when you bring it back and look at that information, you can actually kind of see how hard that battery was pushed. And Does what, it say, please? Please don't fly me anymore. Yeah. I am expired. I've only used mine a handful of times because it is new. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably, I'm the only one around that I know that's got it. You know, I've been waiting and waiting for it. I got a few batteries. I've, I've ran a few flights through them. So I don't have a long history of use on them yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I hope they come out with a better diversity of different sizes for it. But, you know, yeah. it's new. It's new, yeah. They're and, probably testing the waters a little bit, seeing what. But I'm wondering I, what I, happens when it does get end of life, what it's going to say about the battery. 
I they really hope they, license, they license the technology to other people or other people. Yeah, I, I don't want to see 20 other brands, different other styles. Yes, you different do that, charges, I guarantee yeah. you I'm not going to buy it right. because I'm not going to put up with that. Yeah. I'm, it's funny because the other day, Chloe and I were chatting. And she says, I'm so annoyed I have to adapt my EC threes yes, to, to XT60. And I said, I got to do it the other way around. So I'm equally annoyed, right? Like, <laughs> yes. let's just have a common freaking connector. I know. Yeah. You know? I, I don't mind either one. It's just that when I got started, again, I got started with the, the Horizon products, yeah. the E-Flight, yeah. and I, I do like XT connectors. It's just that I yeah. don't want to have to keep going back and forth. So I always chop yeah. them off and put EC three or fives on. Mm-hmm. And I have the the beloved Dean connectors that everyone. Oh, does. oh my God! Did you do some arc welding when yeah. you when you go out. And you, that's all part of the Two experience. Holes, you know? oh, there's not some arcing. You're not flying. That's all I use. I feel sorry. The, only, the reason I converted to that is because Chad was throwing them all away, and I'm like collecting them. All. Oh my God! I'm all, I'm all Dean or T. When I see those Dean connectors. Reminds he me hates like, them every time I give a chance. Like you didn't get rid of those yet. You're yeah. <laughs> it's like feeling sorry for somebody that's that's handicapped and you you know you shouldn't look but you know you look and you're like oh i'm so sorry so i carry all these adapters for everybody else's normal use for my deans yeah oh my gosh i think you like to be in the deans guy <laughs> i think you like being the deans guy <laughs> all my planes are deans that's all i know oh man all right. Uh, anything else, real quick? Anything uh, tech-wise? That's again. That's the only thing I can think off the top of my head that really kind of mm. stood out tech-wise. Uh, we didn't. We really didn't talk about uh, any of the Inductrix or the Meow Mode and all that stuff. They, they did they come out this year with anything new on their little? Well, no. They got the. Um, I thought they had the one that flips over now itself. And it's stuff. been out for a while. Matter of fact, that's it right in front oh, okay, of you yeah. there. So. Gotcha. We did discuss that. In yeah, older yeah, podcasts, yeah. I so, did that technology take off on anybody else doing stuff like that? Not or? that I really know of. Okay. No. Okay, so let's just jump in the email. We're going to read a few emails. Oh, we got announced the winner. I'll announce the winner of the FPV motors, and then we're going to get out of here because we are Way at. I'll tell you here in a second. Two hours and thirty-four minutes. It's the end of you guys, year. Hope you guys like listening to podcasts. <laughs> this is a full one. All right, here we go, real quick. Uh, let's see what I want to start off with. Um, Andre, this is from you. Uh, it's from Jake. He says, "Hey guys, thanks, Andre, for turning me on to the True DSMX JR module uh, for for my Tyrannus. You have to order a minimum of three boards from OSH Park. So I ordered a full bad network." What's the matter, Andre? Uh, he's glitching oh. on the screen. Oh, poor, poor network, network connection. connection. Oh, you coming there. back? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, that's Skype. Come on, Skype. Dang it. We might have to call him back. Hang on, Andre. I'll, I'll, I'll call you back. Hold on here. I'm dealing with it. Oh, you okay. I might be on his end. Okay. All right, because everything else there is going good. good. You look good. There now. you go. I think you're back. Yes? Yep. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Oh, gotcha. All right. Um, starting off, Andre, this email's for you. It's from Jake. He says, thanks, Andre, for turning me on to the true DSMX JR module for my Tyrannus. You have to order minimum three boards from OSH Park, so I ordered a full set of electronics to go with the other two. It works awesome, and I'm so happy. I only have to carry one TX now. I offered the board and electronics to my local FPV club, but most of them are running Crossfire modules, so they're not interested. So if anybody know, 
uh, knows it's interested in building one. I have two kits available minus the JR housing and Horizon Hobby TX board. It works out to just over $12 for the electronics kit. So that's from Jake, Andre. Hopefully you know what the heck he's talking about. <laughs> yep, that's yeah. a nice little board that allows yes, him to. I've got <laughs> one. It's in a box, unfortunately. It lets you fly your uh, DSMX. X and uh, DSM and two off your, uh, for in my case, I fly it off my FR Sky radio. So just a nice way to deal with a whole bunch of protocols. Gotcha. Okay. Next, I thought this was kind of funny. I'm going to read it real quick. Um, this was from Gregory. He says, want to start off saying I love the show and all you do for the hobby, your passion shows in each and every podcast. That being said, when I start a podcast, I have to fast forward almost two minutes to get to the conversation. I know it's a catchy tune, but could you please shorten it by a minute and a half or so? Thanks, Greg, from Illyria, Ohio. And I did respond to Greg, and Greg, uh, if anybody else has this question or wondering why we do that, it's basically to get everything up and running, especially when we go to Facebook Live. It gives people a chance to get their alerts, get on the show live and whatever. And I also told them, since I edit the podcast every week, it's only, uh, I think, a minute, 25 seconds. So big deal, whatever. But I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, Let's see. Um... This is from Kent Bell. He says, I listen to your podcast where you mentioned Steve at Killer Planes. I was I thought it'd be great if you could get him on, brings us up to speed on what he's been up to. Some of his build videos are classic, and I love to watch him crash one mm-hmm. just to see how it held up. Uh, love the podcast. Usually listen on the way uh, while piecing things back together in the garage. So we'll make a note of that, Kent. Maybe we'll get Steve and see what he's been up to from Killer Planes. I know uh, we talked quite a bit about his videos, and a lot of people used to watch him back in the day. Um, this one's from Chris Dorling. He said, I'm an avid listener, but there are a few things bugging me, and maybe because it's a little controversial to mention here. I once was a struggling RC vendor here in the UK. Thankfully, I no longer trade in the industry, and I feel I was lucky enough to get out when the going was good, roughly five years ago. The industry has now changed somewhat, and it's all thanks to China. There's good and bad. I consider myself a positive person and an optimist. You might say it's always easy to look at the positives, concentrate on them, forget about the negatives. However, in the instance, I think it's important to bring up the negatives. Another podcast, which unfortunately, unfortunately does not exist anymore, RC Heli Nation, brought us this topic up numerous times and they gained huge respect in the RC Heli community. I know it's happening in the U.S. and it's definitely happening here in the U.K. I'm talking about the demise of the local hobby shop. Once upon a time, every town had its hobby shop, but now they're disappearing at an alarming rate. The death of the high street is partly to blame and that's thanks to the wonderful world of online shopping. We all understand that side of the story, but unfortunately, there's much more to it. China and its unethical practices. And he goes on and on about, you know, China and things they're doing. And But I did respond back to him, but I wanted to get you guys' opinion. Chloe, I want to talk to you because you've been to our local hobby shop uh, down at Aerotech. Uh, maybe we're fortunate here. I don't know. Um, I think our hobby shop is very competitively priced with mm-hmm. a lot of online retailers. Uh, you can go down and, again, our thing is we like to look at them, touch them, feel them, taste them. So... You know, we can go down to Aerotech and check things out, look at it. And again, they're very reasonably priced. They honor the like the E or the Horizon Hobby discount codes, mm-hmm. you know, and they have them. So I think it's just a matter of, you know, and again, 
there is a lot of stuff you can get online. And I think people that have been in the hobby for a while, you, you know, what's good, you know, what's junk, you know, where you can go online and buy this at a cheaper cost or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think there's like, he kind of mentioned there's good and bad to it. Um, what else was I going to say? I had a couple other points, but I forget. Uh, so I, I, you know, it's going to be give and take, uh, as far as that fact, the other thing, Oh, I wanted to mention too, Andre, I've seen and been to a lot of hobby shops where, you know, maybe it's us and, and we we have a little bit more knowledge of, of what's going on and everything. But a lot of hobby shops you go in and we've talked about on the show of certain ones. I'm not going to mention them again, <laughs> where you go into and you you have that knowledge and they want to sell you something else oh. or they have no information about that or they don't even know what you're talking about. I've been in the hobby shops and say, hey, I'm looking for this airplane. Do you have it? Well, I've never heard of that airplane. Well, it came out a month ago. Oh, I I have to look it up. And then they're like, "No, you don't want that airplane. You want to you want to buy this airplane that I have on the shelf." And I'm like, "No, I I want to order or buy this airplane." So, I I think a lot of it sometimes has to do with how the hobby shop is and and it, how knowledgeable they are. You know, and you know, how many times have we heard somebody walks into a hobby store and they want to sell them a jet or something just to get it off the shelf or say, oh, you, this is what you want. They go out, they crash it, they have a horrible experience, and they, they're out of the hobby. You know what I'm saying? So I really think it depends on the hobby shop, uh, what they're selling, and their knowledge as far as, you know, how to stay into the business. That's just my opinion. Any other thoughts or suggestions or anything on that? Well, the hobby store, I can only talk for the one that we have here. There's a lot of, there is politics involved as well. And there's, you know, when they purchase planes, let's just say, you know, our Aerotech um, uh, hobby shop, <clears throat> it's an authorized Horizon outlet, basically. Mm -hmm. And now I can't say this for everyone, but I've heard that you basically pay for that that option. Mm -hmm. you, know, you have to purchase so much per year to hold on yeah. to that and so forth. Right. And so, depending on what agreement local hobby shop has with whatever vendors like Horizon or whatever, they have to sell so much of that type of inventory. And it's a slippery slope for them because if they get, you know, they're coming out with so many new releases, they can't purchase a million, you know, or, or even 500 or something. They got to purchase maybe five or 10 of those new F-16 jets, mm -hmm. see how they go. Our yeah. hobby shop bought two and yeah. they sold them both. They were that trepid about getting them yeah. mm -hmm. to see what the market can bear right well you know when horizon sells you know 500 of them directly online you know i can definitely see where there's got to be for their partners which is the local hobby store i don't know how they balance that relationship out but there needs to be some consideration on the purchaser's point mm -hmm. to say what is your value here for me i i've purchased both online mm -hmm. but i've purchased Way more from my local yes. hobby shop. Way yeah. more. Probably, I would say four fifths of everything I own came from the hobby shop mm -hmm. directly. Because I like to go in. Yes, I like to talk to those guys. Plus, I feel it's kind of my stewardship, my membership in the community mm -hmm. that to keep this uh, establishment around. It's kind of an extension of the hobby field. The the field. It's where all the guys go. Um, without that resource, um, I don't want to know what that world looks like. 
where we don't have a local hobby store. And I'm, mm-hmm. I, if I ever move, I would definitely have to consider where there's a hobby shop around. Yeah. You know, but on the other hand, I've had extensive help and support from Horizon Hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also purchased from FMS, um, uh, from Motion RC. Yeah. Um, and they've been great as well. Um, but when I want to, and I don't like to kick Hobby King on this point, but I will mention that if I've I've had issues with my bush mule mm-hmm. and I've tried to get um, help, mm-hmm. I've, I've emailed. I you know I, I cannot find the phone number. There's not a phone number anywhere on their website that I could find. I easily readily yeah. call us now. It's always a chat with them, yep, or yep. they want to keep that arm's length, and I don't like that dealing with something like mm-hmm. that. So my first choice is to go with something like the hobby shop because i can just go hey touch you talk to you i I don't like this help me out right second you know when i choose an online i like going to horizon because they have so many people there and i can call and talk to somebody they're on facebook they're right there Mm -hmm. and and they if i put a message in they've always come back with the support replaced anything i needed or broke that was legit Mm -hmm. you know um so uh, you take all those things into consideration, and I don't know what that adds up to. <laughs> yeah. You know? I think right. it's important for ho- any hobby shop, though, to know beginner planes pretty thorough, what's new in the beginner aspects yeah. in order to keep the community going. They may not know your your top-of-the-line jet or what's uh-huh. coming out, right? but if they keep the beginner stuff under their knowledge on that at least for for the new people coming in because i think people looking for more advanced planes they're going to do their own research Mm -hmm. i don't know if they have to know every plane that's coming out i mean they might want to be aware of it but i think they need to have three or four planes they can tell new people who've had the most experience with and maybe point them that way as a marketing yeah you know and i think they do i don't know about aerotech i would hope that they do that and i can imagine most hobby shops that would be at least my number one priority is to get at least not lose your new customers. I mean, right. when, they, when they walk and, in, and though, they have good experiences. They have to. They're salesmen, too. You know, and mm-hmm. if, if you owned the hobby shop and you had all these planes on there, you don't want the person just to walk out without at least having the knowledge of some of your product because you do have an investment. You have to turn that inventory. And so if come, somebody comes in and says, hey, I'm looking for a timber and you don't carry it, but you have something similar. Yeah. You're doing an injustice to yourself and them to not at least educate them of what you have that's similar. Similar, yep. And, and, and sometimes that's the reason because they've already purchased five of these and they have to, uh, you know. Sure, right. Mm, yeah yeah and you know i used to get i haven't really recently but get some emails of of like hobby king and especially back in the day when they were hextronic and they were selling and mike you can attest to this when flight tests first come around and they got the hobby or the the hobby king sponsorship a lot of stuff they would send flight tests back in the day was so bad you wouldn't even fly it. It would be like, oh no. And I remember and, Chad saying it's not even a value no. to review those kinds yes. of right. with, with your listeners we're, or whoever it was at, at the time. I think today, especially with Hobby King, you know, when we had, you know, Steve and Ian and Stuart back in the day, they've really turned things around to where they have the avi- the Avios line and the Durafly line and things that were you can get good quality stuff. But if you want to buy a cheap piece of crap or whatever or you maybe you're building a project or you want you know you can still do that if you want to buy super cheap motors and escs or some you know cheap planes that you want to tinker around with you can still do that 
but you have that option. And I think seems to be now with motion, um, or FMS or Horizon Hobby or, or Hobby King, they all have a, a, a better line or quality of products and they all seem to be pretty evenly matched in price for what you're getting, I think. So. Hobby King has some great pricing as far as like when you go to get batteries and oh, so forth. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. I wonder, I, and I have no way of really testing uh, to know the difference between the batteries, yet the chemistry and the longevity, because mm-hmm. I haven't been in there long. But I've bought some of their Zippy batteries, and they were like, I'm like, holy mackerel, I can get this for $18, you know, versus $40 for it. You need to talk know, to Andre. One. He's a big Zippy master. <laughs> <laughs> he loves the Zippy and, packs. <laughs> you know, and I think... You know, Josh has had a uh, Josh Bixler from Flight Test. He's had a plan for years, but he, he's really got the good idea where eventually they want to open up a, a hobby shop that has the whole flight experience. They got the field right there. You go in, you talk to somebody. If you're a new pilot, and go, okay, here's the beginner section. What would you like to get into? Or this is what this plane does, and this is what this plane does. And I go, okay, you finally pick one out. You take it to the back of the shop. You open the box. You help them put it together. You show them all the details and what, you know, if something breaks or what to do. Then you grab a uh, couple radios and buddy box them. You take them right out to the field, and they get a perfect experience right off the bat. You know, flying-wise, what to do, how to put it together. And guess what? They're going to come back. If they got to drive an hour... They're going to come back and buy parts or buy another plane or whatever because they had such a good experience. Right. right. That's their, they're talking about the maker builder you mm-hmm. know, store that they're. Yeah. Josh has mentioned something like that to me as well. And I think that's a, a tremendous thing, you know, as far as like, you know, their own product. And they're also going to be carrying the standard, you know, yes. products as yes. well. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. So, uh, anything else we want to cover? Otherwise, we will jump in, we will get our winner. And we'll get out of here. Yeah. yeah, I'm melting. <laughs> yes, I can open the door back. I just close it because I let Finney out. But um, uh, let me find it real quick. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking here. Make sure this is the right one. <laughs> I think Andre needs a shave again. Yeah. He's been there so long. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> it's been a long podcast. Okay, here it is. Aaron Moody, you are the winner of the Get FPV Contest and Motors. So I will contact you, get your address, and I'm, we'll read this real Congratulations. quick. Congratulations of his crash story and he actually sent photos in of the burnt up quad here so we have proof uh so here we go hey guys and again it's from aaron moody if you listen to this uh you are the winner i've been flying fixed wing for about 15 years and when flight test released gremlin i thought i'd try my hand at fpv i wasn't a fan of fpv at first but the more comfortable i got flying the gremlin the more i like flying fpv so a few months ago i decided to build a five inch quad so i could start recording some hd footage so after a few months of research and shopping i got all the components to build the quad i watched josh bardwell's build videos to guide me along i had no issues building the quad and the maiden went great i took a day off of work to spend the day out at my local flying club it was a beautiful day and i had a field all to myself I started out flying my favorite plane, which is the Addiction XL by Precision Aerobics. Fantastic plane. I love that plane. I also most I I also most lost the plane because my bat almost lost the plane because my batteries had finally reached the end of their lifespan. In the middle of a low hover over some trees below the runway, I was actually ap- actually able to save the plane and land it safely. I decided not to fly that plane any anymore, so I broke out the FPV quad. I flew one pack, and it was great. I put a fresh pack in it, and back up I went. I started flying down the tree 
down through the trees and turn around to fly back down the runway. I was almost to the runway and the quad just fell out of the sky. I thought, oh, brown out. After it came to a stop, I pulled up my goggles and was looking around to see if I could find it. I had no trouble locating it since all I could see was a fireball. (laughs) That is not good. I took off running down the runway because I thought the battery had caught fire and was going to catch the entire tall grass on fire. I ran up to unplug the battery, but the fire was so hot, the battery lead came unsoldered from the 4-in-1 ESC. I was able to finally get the fire out and discovered that the 4-in-1 ESC got so hot, it burst into flames mid-flight, and all my other motor wires had come unsoldered as well. I was able to get my GoPro off without getting it damaged, but the flight controller and receiver were toast. I was able to save my VTX and my board for my run cam split. Just everything else was melted. I don't know what caused a quad to self-implode like that, and I considered I've been flying great with no issues up to that point. At least I didn't have to call the fire department to put out the brush fire. Keep the flying and the crashing. Air Moody from... Bremen, Georgia. So, and he sent the pictures right here. We have of the uh, quad that caught fire and are melted. I don't know if you guys will be able to see any of that. Probably not, but pretty cool. So, Aaron Moody, you are the winner of the Get FPV Motors, and we'll get them out to him. Oh, there you have it. There you go. 2018 done and out. Real quick, talking about Get Get FPV. Please, uh, real quick, they have been tremendous this year in helping us out. Please go check out GetFPV.com. Free shipping on most orders over $60. Now DHL shipping internationally. Use our code RCAFTERHOURS. Spend $100 and you get 10% off your entire order. Go check out GetFPV.com. They are fantastic. There you have it. The show is done. Anything else we need to add? Oh, I'm ready for a beer, huh? Yeah, that sounds <laughs> good. Talking about everything, we paid the bills. It's oh time to get my out gosh, of here. we're we are going to get out of here. Andre, anything else you wanted to add? No, all good. You look Ralph like you. Yeah, he looked like look you. Like were I normally do in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks everybody for joining us. Thanks for joining on Facebook Live, hanging out. We had a great time hanging with everybody and answering your questions yes. and, and mingling. Hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, we'll one. see what happens in 2019. We might take some time off, so if you don't see or hear from us, don't worry. We'll be around. We'll see what's going on, or if we get some new products, or who wants to talk to us. So, happy New Year, everybody. Hope you had a wonderful 2018. We're out of here. We will talk to you in 2019. Ooh, that sounds so weird, right? Yes. All right. Take care, everyone. See, you guys. See, ya. See ya. Bye.